Hi everybody, welcome to FNS Wrestling Podcast, episode 151. I am your host, back down in the basement with my co-host and teenage son, Jack, over there typing furiously. Hello. How are you? I hate that belt. You hate that belt. Are you saving that talk for later though, aren't I you? I might, I might put it in my news and later just to be really, Extra really angry about, about it. it. Yeah. yeah. I'm, I'm considering it. Well, um, while we're bantering, I thought we'd banter about the interesting weather we've had because in my 40 whatever years on this planet, I have never had things shut down for air quality problems but yeah thankfully it rained a bit the one day it did depending where you're listening we're having some wildfire problems in canada in quebec which is the province beside us and then in northern ontario the province we live in but above us uh fires everywhere so this week there were what three days where did you notice on the way to school it smelled like campfire basically I, right like, people kept saying that i didn't notice i think oh my a God. couple times i bike so i don't really have time it. to smell much and then when i <laughs> When I walked, um, I don't think I noticed either. He means because his bike ride is so short because his school is yeah, like a two-minute bike ride. Yeah, literally it takes me like, I remember one time I listened to Undisputed Era theme on my way, and I was biking, and that that's like about just under three minutes, like two minutes, 50 seconds. That's how long it took me to get to the bike racks. Right. So like, if I bike really fast, it's like just under three minutes. Yes, it's quick. So yeah, yeah we had just terrible air quality, so yeah. like... Your brother's soccer practice and game was canceled Tuesday. I know and Thursday. rugby games for the school. Were rugby canceled. games were canceled. Outdoor recess was canceled for elementary kids here. Chumps. Um. So yeah, but the I think it's been as of yesterday it was sort of called off the air quality advisory. So things seem to be somewhat back to normal. So I mean, I will qual- say this though, we didn't start the fire. The quality so. <laughs> that is true. The quality of the air in our area, I guess, isn't as important as the fire stopping. So hopefully, I haven't checked, but. Hopefully that's the case. There we did get like a bit of rain. spreading to the U.S. too. There, oh, the smoke was for sure. New York was awful. That's I, what it was, yeah. I saw, I forget what day it was. I think New York had the worst air quality in the world for that day because yeah. of Canada. Yeah, yeah. Sorry, guys. Our fault. Yeah, Our I, bad. I hear a lot about that in the morning because I have science. Oh, right. I bet you would, yes. Yeah. And then, so we're recording a bit earlier today because one of my dearest... A bit later. Or... A bit later in the day. Yeah. Well, I guess. Actually, we usually probably like this. I think at around this time we would be like halfway through or something. True. But uh, one of my oldest, dearest friends, sort of miscommunication, I thought he was coming tomorrow. He thought he was coming today. So he came today with his dog, and we just hung out for a little bit, had an impromptu barbecue outside. It was quite nice. The cat was not thrilled. The cat was not thrilled that a dog was here, but they only interacted. We were saying it was like every scene in a prison, prison scene in a movie where one person's talking to the other person through the glass. Just like on NXT, actually, with Tony (laughs) D'Angelo and Stax right now. So, yeah, they were not too thrilled. But, yeah, it was nice to see him because, well, I've seen him twice in the last week and a bit, right? Because we went to a comedy show last Friday. So it was good to see him hang out with him outside for a bit. So we're down here now on Saturday afternoon. And I actually did watch, what, half of almost maybe Against All Odds, the Impact show that was offered last night. So Mm -hmm. I watched... With some interesting results. I watched the dog collar match with Kelly, Killer Kelly and uh, Masha. That was pretty good for... stipulation ever. Yeah. uh, The tag team match with um, the Good Hands and ABC was good, I thought. And then I saw Eddie Edwards and Kaz, which was whatever, fine. But... I don't think it'll ever be bad. It's nothing super current or interesting, right? But yeah, yeah, so I've checked out a little bit of that. But we'll do all our usual stuff. I don't think there's anything special this week. We'll talk about Dynamite for sure. We'll do some trivia. We'll talk about NXT. We'll talk about Impact. You'll maybe highlight and lowlight some main roster stuff. You, do you have a figure update today? I didn't ask uh, ahead of time. No, there's no. not really much. So yeah, it's because uh, there were no pay-per-views to review, and I haven't finished against all odds. And plus, I don't know how many listeners care about me covering Impact minor pay-per-views. If you do care, send us uh, 
a message that's on something you really want to hear email or instagram and say listen i need you to cover all the impact stuff and i would probably find a way you know <laughs> i want to know what happened on against all odds because i used to do solo missions right for impact and ROH yeah but now it's not even like it's not even like worthy of that <laughs> no it's uh it was it's been okay some weeks it's definitely not my favorite mm-hmm. show but it's okay yeah. uh anything else exciting for you this week um in our banter section no nah. nothing exciting happened at school this week no i went to six walmers the one day betting game. oh yeah you and mom took off and did a whole bunch of figure hunting i guess but you found nothing some toys no. r us and some walmarts yeah one toys r us and six walmarts because that's how i do and i imagine there was bubble tea along the way somewhere uh mom got one of before course. she ate and then she regretted it <laughs> nice yeah uh, but you didn't come home with anything which was weird for no. you because partially because like nothing amazing and yeah. then also because i want a belt right you're saving your money for for the most part pointless right? things like hey. replica belts which got made fun of where by fandango dirty dango oh yeah you saw that promo we'll get to that uh but anyways i don't know we should probably talk about wrestling you think probably all right so wrap up the banter move into our first segment which is where we'll take a look at some of the week's wrestling news and rumors All right, the ratings this week, we've got NXT averaged 615,000 viewers up a tiny bit, 1.3% from last week, earned a 0.17 in the key demographic, exactly the same as last week. And I did pull one of their not-so-interesting stats for you. Largest audience... the most interesting thing in the week. Largest audience total for the show since April 25th. So not even two months. Okay, I I thought it meant last year. Who Who thinks that these tiny little time the stretches of time are meaningful like i don't get why they keep doing this but it's now just a running joke for me it's to the biggest it. rating since June since the 1st. last time they did rating the last since the last episode of dynamite and dynamite averaged nine hundred three thousand viewers down 2.2 percent but picked up a lot in the key demographic 0.33 this week up 13.8 percent it's the second largest audience total and demo rating of 2023 so that's a little more meaningful. Yeah, At least we're talking six months. The, right? When it's broad like that, it sounds better. It does sound better than like, it feels like you're just finding the point in time where you can say second largest or largest, whether it's like two days away or yeah. a month away. Mm-hmm. But anyways, what do you have? Uh, so the biggest news for the week and probably the most interesting thing to us was the first Forbidden Door announcements. Oh my God, yes. Fine, you texted fine. me this while I was working and I was very yeah, excited. Yeah, so it was weird. So like at first I saw like, graphics rolling around and they were clearly like they were like they weren't they didn't look real to me so yeah. i was like i was like oh yeah these will probably happen but i didn't i didn't, in the was, ai I was, era i was waiting for aew to confirm it so then i could right. be like woohoo and indeed. um and then yeah so they confirmed it so for for, for forbidden door in toronto where uh, we will got, be yeah we're, we're we're gonna be in attendance we're going uh we got okada kazuchika okada versus brian danielson and the um highly anticipated Omega will osprey rematch unbelievable i'm for the iwgp us title couldn't your mother had to listen to me try and explain like i know you don't like wrestling but like these are a couple dream matches especially for us osprey omega getting to see that live is crazy right yeah. so because i that their first match was awesome i was telling your mother i would pay what we paid for those tickets just for those two matches and yeah, the rest are like six matches i don't care about at all yeah it's already like a, a show you gotta go to yeah so like okada versus danielson is like awesome dream match and fun dream matches and then omega osprey is like you kind of had to go back to the ball i think it's i'm super happy because not only is that like a huge like that's probably the most 
hype match. Oh I, yeah, for me, like I, Okada versus Danson's great, but I think I'm I'm all about Omega Osprey. Does it have to be the main event? I w- regardless I of what title matches are on there, I wouldn't not do that. I agree. Or you open with that actually, but then that puts everyone else into bad spots. I don't know. I feel like you could bookend with these though. Yeah, you could. I don't know, but like for Omega Osprey, like it's a it's the best of both worlds or all worlds for me because like. Um, I was seeing Omega's great, can- good Canadian boy, and yep. then I really wanted to see Osprey again after his match uh, last year's Forbidden Door with Cassie was great. That was our then, match like, of the night, I think, right? I think so. Which I was surprised right. by, to be and honest. I like, I've been, I've liked everything he's done since. Like, I liked his he's great trios exploits in the tournament with Ozzy Open, and then I, he had that match with Dax. Yep. Um, and he obviously the Wrestle Kingdom match. Like, so I've been really enjoying Osprey ever since. Like. The Forbidden Door uh, period last year, so um, I would I just really wanted to see him in any capacity, and this is obviously probably the best thing oh, you yeah. could put him in. So for sure um, for me, I'm super happy about this. Me and too. It already like this already looks better than last year because last year like they had some like like obviously Cassie versus Osprey was awesome, but that never looked like amazing to me. Like I think the match to me that like looked amazing on paper was the okada switchblade right Cole hangman four-way yes. and that was great but that was also when cole got injured yep so like i don't think anything on last year's show looked this good and if they're gonna top this up like there's rumors of punk versus kenta which would be yes. kind of cool as much as i don't want to see punk yeah i do kind of like that idea um so like this already looks way better than last year honestly they, they i haven't confirmed anything else i'm yet. looking at the card from last year and yeah there's like there's a lot of random ones there right? was and you did get claudio zack saber which is cool that was cool that was claudio's uh, debut i'm not a big tanahashi guy so mox i don't tanahashi remember loving moxley tanahashi that like it was solid but yeah. i don't remember liking it a ton but these two matches already booked in my opinion are bigger much bigger than anything they booked last year and mm-hmm. we loved the show last year so yeah i thought it yeah the matches were great last year but this is so much better yeah we're insane. pretty excited about that yeah. so that is great that's news for why us you gotta be going to forbidden door and speaking of stuff happening in canada as of wednesday um i have that aew is in less than two weeks for collision right and that canada we don't even know where we can watch it but apparently you were telling me now it is confirmed that tsn plus which i'm not sure we have and i'm yeah, confused because we have a pretty comprehensive cable package with like five or six tsn channels and i checked yesterday and i didn't see tsn plus on there so i don't even know what tsn plus is and we're gonna have to find it or we're gonna have to watch if we do decide to watch which we'll probably watch the first few at least right um may have to watch through nefarious means which i don't love because that's part of the reason i don't watch rampage is because it's right it's like that like rampage is it's half the time i guess not half but partially the time partially the the cards and then also just like if it was easier to watch then i would watch it more likely at least right if it's not like a whole hassle like we have to like airplay a thing off of a site and like ads and stuff yes that just makes me want to watch it last right dynamite it's like it's easy it's there it's at a good time it's on a good day like so hopefully collision is easy to access because if it's not then like obviously we will check it out the first time or two but then it's going to like, it's not going to entice me much. Right. So, yeah, like any further barrier to watching it is going to be harmful to it, us. Yeah. Right? It's just going to keep me we, out more. Exactly. I agree. So and we'll then, see. Then they're going to have to really draw me in. It's just like, I don't know. I want to like be caught up, but, you know, if it's hard, then. I agree. We'll yeah. figure it out. We'll, we'll definitely watch the first mm-hmm. one or two. We're still thinking about going to the one in Hamilton. If tickets, the prices plummet, I'll probably pick a couple up yeah. for that, but we'll see. Yeah. 
What else you got? Um, Seth Rollins reportedly going to defend the World Heavyweight Championship of the new lineage. Where? Uh, against uh, Balor at Money in the Bank. Oh, I thought you were going to say Braun Breaker. No. Oh, well, that that is that, too. That's happening, Apparently, too, right? that's because they want NXT to be kind of a third brand now. Yes. Which, Feels like there's people... Oh, we'll talk about it. There's people like coming back I feel like it was before they forth. put it in 2.0, but... Correct. Whatever. Yeah. And that was without main roster people coming down, right. so... But, uh, yeah, that's cool, because um, Money in the Bank's in London. So, I mean, obviously, he's Irish, but close enough. <laughs> <laughs> wow. And, um, like, well, he's European, is the point. Yes. And they seem to have good chemistry, like, pretty yeah, much every time. they do. So, yep. they, they've got a good history. Like, um, that, That's cool. I would like that. Yeah, it should be good. He already defended against Priest, so. More on Canadian stuff is Dave Meltzer. Uh, we already mentioned collision tickets um, and thinking we're probably going to be able to get some cheap for the Hamilton show. So Meltzer's saying that the ticket sales for Collision are bad and that Punk's been moving tickets in Chicago, but not really anywhere else. You know why? Because Chicago's full of dummies. Yeah. <laughs> and he said specifically not in Toronto, which is not a good sign because Toronto is one of the, he said, quote, greatest markets in yeah, North America. Yeah, right, like for Bindor. Right? That's got to be like. So Hamilton's like another hour-ish away from Toronto. So that's yeah. even, we're guessing for us, we can get there in like an hour and 20 minutes. So if tickets really bottom out, we may just rip out there and watch a live well i guess it's a it's a recording of collision because it's recording on like a thursday which is interesting but anyways so yeah the the sales are not going great and we'll see uh hopefully this to me a show doesn't look great when you're taping it and it's supposed to be like this big new thing like rampage i guess it's just an extra hour thing but like collision's like a second dynamite kind of thing so if you're taping that that doesn't look as good to me i would agree but we'll see what happens i guess dynamite's never taped no um so with the reported return to india for wwe in september mm-hmm. they reportedly want to push industry strong of course and um, so they've been getting some squash matches and they beat up cedric and Sheldon benjamin as well they're not terrible like they're not ever going to be my favorite I tag team cheap but to push them just because you're going yeah of back. course but like and i don't know they're not i don't know it's just interesting i guess but it's kind of weird i do have time for monster teams like there's a place for them even like AOP we're saying gates were, of agony and yeah, aop aop were cool though. they were cool they, I, I they love weren't good, when they started no they but i love cool. a good the the super collider yeah. was always sweet like they, no they, they, they um solid back in the they day. used them perfectly basically and then they had what's his face ellering with them which i thought helped but too. then they act that and drake maverick started pissing himself right so that got less good um what else do i have here according to fightful WWE is planning, as you're saying, to use the free agent status to allow, specifically in this case, Corbin and Mustafa Ali, who showed up on NXT this week. So for Corbin, they're hoping to apparently refresh his character. Um, And then for Ali, it's more like a lot of NXT talent have expressed interest in working with him because he's really good. And he was like, sure, I'll go down there and work with some people, which is great. Right. So, yeah, they um, I'll talk about them a little bit on NXT again when we get to high spots and rest holds. But apparently... Yeah, they're they're hoping to maybe rehab Corbin into something else. I don't know, I but we'll see. So. Uh, I'll say it now. Did you did you happen nice. to see his ring gear this week? Wow, i like that's the and you know me, I don't normally care or notice, but that's some awful. Like it looked like it, it looked like his workout gear. It looked like what like, like he's his, just going to the performance center and then he's like, oh, right. I have a match tonight. Like training gear or worse than because Kevin Owens doesn't have great gear, obviously, right? No, but, but it's Kevin like a Owens step like, back from that. Okay, but Kevin Owens at least it looks Even like he's gonna wrestle because he's got yes. like. He's got shorts similar, like kind of a la Samoa Joe or Brock Lesnar, and it's like, and he's got like knee pads and kick pads. Like, say what you want about his like kind of like lack of attire, but like I would disagree. I say like, obviously it is more laid back, but his at least still looks like a wrestling attire. So I wouldn't even, 
I wouldn't even bash KO on that. Whereas Corbin, it looked like he it forgot no, it looked, his gear, and that's what was in his He could wear that on bag. the street and look like a yeah. normal person. He looked brutal. It literally looked like, um, I think in the, I think in the two uh, K twenty three tutorial because you play as Woods, and so he's in like workout year two, and I think you face Corbin, and he looks pretty much like that. It was bad. To, yeah, I he did, he wore that on SmackDown too when he lost to Butch to sort of re-debut on NXT in that gear. And again, I don't normally notice or care. I noticed. And no, I, I would say like that's it is noticeable also because it's like it's not even like that. It's a bad ring gear. It's like lack thereof. Yeah. Yeah. Honestly, it looks like he for he lost his gear and that's what was in his gym bag. So he threw it on. Yeah. To for TV. Yeah. Anyways, that that's his character. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um. So we also have uh, Jerry Lynn and Stokely Hathaway have been added as on screen authority figures for ROH. Oh, really? Yeah. Jerry like, Lynn, like, eh? Kinda face and heel kind of deal. Yeah. Stokely, I'm not shocked but still little... i feel like that could work yeah it could he's great he's pretty awesome yeah and the firm's kind of done and uh a guy that we really like on fns wrestling is teased to return with uh putting things out on twitter and that is santana right half of proud and powerful or if that's you know still a thing i don't know. um i don't think so since they had a falling out but he's... although it's it's been a year so i would True. hope something's like he suffered a knee injury at blood and guts uh in late june of 2022 right so all he tweeted was six nine which was yesterday um did he show up on rampage i haven't heard, I haven't heard anything, me either so i'm gonna go with no but uh the the thought was he was teasing his return and we think he's awesome and even i was saying like this guy could have a singles run as far as i'm concerned maybe it's reversed and it's so it's, it's like maybe he's September. one of those weirdos who does like yeah <laughs> not he's one of those September weirdos 6th. who does this the the day month wrong which i hate but. well i get how it's supposed to be from smallest unit to largest unit i just don't do that because that makes sense month. day month year I guess, but like... Yeah, but anyways. I don't just, do it that I way. I don't... I would never. Um, What else you got? I got two more. Um, Speaking of collision, as we were talking about, uh, first main event got announced, which is what people like to dub CMFTR, which I think is such a horrible name, <laughs> Uh, versus Samojo and Bullet Club Gold. Should be a cool match. That'll be cool. That but it's funny. Cool. Your, your hatred for punk runs so deep now that you're like, you think less of FTR for being affiliated. I do think of less of FTR. <laughs> <laughs> and i would just like like i remember when uh they were still in the pinnacle mjftr is a good name okay because that works because there's an f that's shared exactly yes cmftr is just putting a bunch of letters together that Correct. doesn't make it's like what is ftr now chicago made is that what that's, that's supposed right. to imply like that's what i hate but yeah i i think less of them now and that should I, be good it should be solid as long as punk's not wrestling most of it wow i mean um, he can still wrestle, a lot. He can wrestle i don't think he's like daniel bryan or anything but, but he's good no because danielson will actually put people over he will and he didn't cause a backstage fuss I and think. is there to get along and, and he's not... actually helping creative what do you know crazy um but yeah so that's a solid main event um good for bullet club i guess getting in the first main event there. yeah i suppose white's so. on a main event spree because he's got like true a couple dynamite main events in the last three weeks and now he's getting the collision that's not bad speaking of cm punk there's rumors of him and kenta right the battle of the gts at forbidden door according to fightful and Kenta seemed possibly to replying in a tweet that said, oh, hell no, tell Tony Khan, give me the bag. What does that mean? Like money. Pay me lots of money. Oh, for that. I think is basically I would what put it is. Kenta against, like, Orange Cassidy or something. Yeah. Or, so I don't know. Yeah, and I, th- I still Actually, think we're going to get Sabre some, somehow. I, yeah, maybe. I don't yeah, know if Ishii, Probably, he's been on ROH a lot, actually. Ishii kind of already did a North American run, so I don't know about him. I Tanahashi, really, I don't care. Ishii's kind of, I don't really know if I want that. He's just kind of, like, old now. Yes. He's he's still I cool. I could see Shibata going or on Suzuki. He's an I don't ROH know. Champ. Yeah. Um. I'm not sure. You have to put someone against Cassidy. I would think so. 
I don't know he's been who. wrestling like, nonstop. I'm not too up on New Japan, but me either. I don't know. You could put like I was think I think the ideal guy for Cassie, and I'm not a huge fan of him because I just haven't seen a lot of him. Is I would put Finley. I was saying yeah, because he's like he's the new Bullet Club guy. He is. He's got like solid prominence, so like give him a good showing for like a lot of people. And mm-hmm. obviously Cassie has to win that, but I feel like Finley would work because he's kind of the proto Jay White now. He is. It could work. But uh, um, yeah. Do you have anything else? I got one more. Um, is it the women's tag thing? Nope. Okay. All you. Um, I so, think I skipped over that one somehow. The, the, <laughs> Go ahead. Okay. So the uh yeah so the women's tag titles are getting unified. The NXT and the WWE ones. Uh, I think like in a couple weeks it'll be Dawn and Nava Fire versus the MMA people. Makes sense. There's just not yeah, enough. And that sorry that was my titles. last one. Yeah. Um. Yeah, there's just not enough teams. I think you had the right? rumors, right? And then I saw it confirmed. Yeah, saw so the it was the rumor was with better wrestling experience. Who apparently one of my notes says this guy has has been right about stuff like this before. So I guess he, they, I don't know, was again. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, last one I had was Cody versus Lesnar three. It was rumored to have a stipulation, but a dog collar w- pitch was turned down. I did. So what are you? What do you think it is? <sighs> What would, I don't know, what would Cody, what's what's the most spectacular thing Cody could do to draw the most attention? That's what you have to ask yourself. Can well, we have exploding things? It, there's one thing, it's kind of fitting to Cody, if you think about it. Ladders? No. What, I, why, why ladders? I don't know. What's fitting no. to Cody? Like him and his family, kind of. Plumbing? <laughs> Son no. of a plumber? Wasn't that part no, of that? That was dusty, <laughs> no, but. It is related to Dusty, actually. Uh, I don't know. What is it? It's a Texas bull rope. Oh, yeah. Okay. That makes yeah. sense. Uh, well, Not a fan of that either, really. It's, it's basically a strap match. Although I did go back and watch Rhodes-Lesnar from whatever that pay-per-view Saudi. was. Saudi. Yeah. And he, that was a good match. No doubt about it. I quite enjoyed that match. But um, bull rope matches, never my the favorite. The torn pet Cody figure has a bull rope. So awesome. I'll get that now. So it's very fitting, I guess. Yeah. All right. Uh, I guess that's it for news and rumors, yeah? Mm-hmm. So we'll go into our in-depth review that we do every week, and that's taking a look at this past week's episode of AEW Dynamite. All right, sir, talk about Dynamite and to me. And we kick off with the in- anticipated match for us, I guess. Definitely for me. Match, uh, Orange Cassidy defending the International Championship, which is pretty typical. Yeah, um, and again. based off of the match from the pay-per-view where they were the final two guys in the in the Battle Royal, and it was really fun the mm-hmm. last few minutes of yeah, it. Um, the, it is, yeah, Cassidy versus Swerve Strickland. Correct. The guy we like from TV. Like time. him. He is so cool, man, and you'll hear me say it a lot, but he is cool. Mm-hmm. He, to me, could be like top heel in your company cool. Like I, if you're not hung up on size and whatever, he is awesome. If they actually, if they gave him a chance to be world champion, I think it would work. I think a hundred percent it could. Yeah, they just need to. So I remember we talked about doing where we make our own like fantasy federation, and I did that document, and he's one of my. If main he would have stuck around, he could have been an NXT champion easily. If they For kept sure. it black and gold too easily, if he stuck around in black, or if he came in to NXT sooner, uh, he probably could have been champion someday. He's uh, awesome. I remember his North American title reign was super disappointing. So remember he didn't defend it until yeah. the night he lost it. It wasn't great. Like, and we had high hopes. Yeah, because I, I was super happy when he just randomly won the title because he did one of those classic, like, later in the show challenges. I was like, oh, they're going to feed him to Bronson Reed, and he just won the match. I know. Yeah. <laughs> that was so weird. Um, so, yeah, match now. Um, so there's, like, a lazy version of the octopus stretch from Cassie. He was like, he had him in the octopus stretch, and he was, like, doing, like, the, he put, like, his, yeah. his face on his hand or, yeah. like, just resting on there. 
Uh, then he he lowered swerve out of the ring, but he did like that thing where he like hand springs off the apron and lands on his feet on the outside. That's cool. I think the camera angle wasn't the best for that. No, if I remember, they, he usually does it on the, st- the side it. with the ramp, right. but he didn't. But it still works. Yep. Uh, then um, Cassie kind of an electric chair and hits swerve with Hurricane Ross, sends him into the barricade. Then he runs back in the ring, hits comes back at swerve with a suicide dive. Uh, then he goes for a beach break in the ring, but can't do it. Uh, because it was back. Swerve goes for a suplex. Then gets caught the stun dog millionaire. Uh, Swerve misses a house call right after, and then uh, Cassie, after Cassie runs the ropes, Swerve hits a roll-through flatliner. Um, then there's a De- Death Valley driver sticking him on the apron from Swerve. Mm-hmm. Uh, Cassie ran along the apron, Swerve, and he hit Swerve with the DET because Swerve was sitting on the stairs, and Cassie ran the apron, hit him with the DET off the stairs, which looked pretty nuts. It did. And he followed with the diamond DDT in, in the ring for two. Uh, Prince Nodge tried distracting the ref, Swerve accidentally hit him. And Cassie capitalized with an orange punch and a beach break for a near fall, which I thought would have been the finish. That was an awesome near fall. Yeah, because that was, that was the surefire finish right yep. there. Um, Cassie went for a suicide dive turned into DT. Swerve caught him, hit a brain buster on the outside. Um, later in the ring, Cassie uh, got him in a crucifix pin for two. And Swerve later on nailed a house call and a Swerve stomp for another near fall, which was pretty good. And the fa- uh, one note I had is the facial expressions on Swerve after the near, near falls are awesome. Mm-hmm. Like, he just... You just believe that he's like upset that he can't put this right. guy away, and it yeah, just yeah. adds to everything. Yeah. Um. Then the finish came when Cassie countered the JML driver to an O'Connor roll for two. It's horrible back. Uh, he tried to pull the, the pants for the pin, but then Cassie reversed it back, and he did the same, and he got the win with the tights. That little cheater, eh? Yeah. Desperate, desperate little cheater. Uh. Then Nana sent the rest of the Mogul MC out to beat up Cassidy. After little lights go out, like for like ten seconds or so. And then, uh, so then I I got excited for a second. I was like, oh wait, it's Sting, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, you were like, no, not Sting, and it was. Yeah, and then it was Sting, uh, and the Mogul MC retreated. It. Mo- moral of the story: Sting is here. Mid card heel factions beware. That's correct. Especially if you're Brian Cage, because apparently Brian Cage's greatest fear has to be Sting at this point. Like, he is a machine. They're afraid of scorpions. Machines are afraid of scorpions. That's so, how. It that's works. how that works. Yeah, yep. yeah. Yeah. Um, I thought the crowd was awesome for this match and yeah, added they, to it Yeah, they were as getting well. the this is awesome chance. They were the into it. So I thought this was an awesome match to start the show. Kind of started slowly and then built into just a fantastic competitive match. Cassidy's amazing run continues, right? And I thought Swerve looked pretty great in defeat. And I think the finish of having Cassidy have to hold Swerve tights helps strengthen Swerve as well, right? Because this is the only way that Orange could find a way to beat him. And I'm... I don't mind that, right? Because it kind of helps Swerve. And then also Cassie's like, at this point, what, he kind of has to start resorting yes. to stuff like that. Yeah, that's further telling that story, right? Where he's not 100%, so he has to take whatever avenues available to him. I hope it kind of means we're getting a rematch too, because I would, I would be fine if they ran this back again. Mm-hmm. I thought it was a great TV match. And again, I think Swerve has what it takes to be a top heel in the company. He's um, so smooth in the ring. You'll hear us... That's the word we'll use the most to describe him, right? It's just smooth. He's so... And then just his heel mannerisms and stuff, I think, are fantastic. His look, his, like, the the entrance gear he wears, I think everything with him is just awesome. So yeah. I, I, this was my match of the night right out of the gate, Easily. to be honest. Um, yeah, I thought it was a great way to start the show. Everything you want in a great TV match, and it made for a good opener as a result. I think, like, I might have enjoyed the Fletcher one more just because that was, like, explosive and he was hitting, like, some crazy stuff. But I think, like, this was a nicer, like, all-around package. Mm-hmm. Like, a little bit. I um, think so, too. Because I think Cassie got a little more here. Um, I think if the Battle Royal wasn't enough proof that, uh, that these guys have uh, chemistry, then this proves it tenfold. 
Uh, it was great to see Swerve get some spotlight again, and he got to look really good here, even if he takes a loss. Uh, Cassie's desperation pin means Swerve kind of like gets an out here, um, taking the loss, and then uh, there were some good near falls at the end too. I think he stuck in longer than I expected. Like I said, the double finisher spot from Cassie, I thought that would have been it. Me too. I would have written it off there. Um, Cassie delivers another bang here, and I'm questioning when this epic run will end, and I'm not complaining. I feel like Me I kind of was at first, because it just, like, at first it just wasn't really connecting for me. Yeah. Um, but I think he's definitely won me over as of late, as he has with I think most people. It seems. Yeah. So um, I thought this was a great. Just way the long term story of he keeps taking fights yeah. he shouldn't take, and he keeps finding ways to win, mm -hmm. and the, all the matches are entertaining. Like it's awesome. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I, I think this was great. Uh, the only thing I don't like is Sting chasing off an right. entire group of guys. Like that's just as he does. That's never gonna be. That's never not gonna be stupid. <laughs> it, it's just stupid. Never not gonna be stupid. Yeah. Uh, next we get a quick J Wright. Jay, Jay, right? Jay White, uh, Ricky Starks promo package. Um, there was nothing much. Just hyping up their match later. Bit of a back and forth thing. Um, and I thought it was a little like it was a solid little thing using that classic back and forth formula. Um, I always love uh Jay White's promos. Like he just always sounds good. He he just sounds really comfortable with everything. His style is all. I love it too. Yeah, he's got a great style to him. And Starks is good too. Nothing groundbreaking here, but it gets the job done and it's perfectly solid. Yeah, I thought it was good. Again, I just. I love the way Jay White speaks, and since we haven't heard a ton of it, it's still like a novelty for me, so I enjoy anything that he and Juice are on TV right yeah, now. It's, I uh, do enjoy them together. One of the uh, sort of angles that I'm enjoying is them Yeah, they're kind of an, under they're an underrated little highlight. Yeah, mm -hmm. yeah, I like them. Um, next, we get Blackpool Comic Club versus Chaos, which is, I feel like AEW just revives Chaos randomly, because it's like, best friends are in there randomly, like, I don't know. Apparently, there's something going on with uh, Okada. He lost. I think it was because he lost to Sonata. Now he's doing like a black trunks thing or whatever. Uh-oh. I don't know. We'll see. I don't know how it works. Uh, but it's basically just best friends, which is Trent and Chucky T, uh, just with Rocky Romero. So there, that's the, your chaos aspect of yeah, it. Yeah, exactly. Basically. Um, there's a pre-match uh, Danielson promo package hyping the Okada match. And there's a bit of uh, speaking from Okada as well. I thought and it was that's cool. also because Danson's on commentary. Yeah, I thought it was cool. Not like I'm not gonna really dwell on that, but I thought it was just a solid little bit. Me too. And, and I'm already hyped for the match. So the anything bill the is billing fine. of the match is literally just like one of the best versus one of the best. Correct. That's all you really need Simple. to it. It honestly you could have no promo package and I'm okay with it. Agree. So I think that gets the job done perfectly serviceable. Me too. Um some notables from the match KS attacked early. They got the kind of they got the jump on uh Blackpool. Uh Trent hit Udo with a superplex right away and then Chuck just stuck him with a pile driver he for did. two. That was pretty cool. Claudio thankfully broke the pin. Uh, Topic on heel from Chuck to take up Claudio. Um, best friends hit mocks with that. Eat defeat, half and half suplex kind of combination. I always like that. That's, I like that because I feel like the momentum from the exactly. thing goes in. Like, it, it's a the... good combination, yep. right? It's I like not it. like, like as much as I love the buckshot V-trigger thing, that always seems counterintuitive to me mm -hmm. just because it kind of nullifies the lariat a little bit. Right. I still love it because it, it's them, but like this one just really makes sense to me. So I always enjoy seeing that. Um, Claudio and Yuta hit a heart attack, Shades of the Heart Foundation on Chuck. Uh, Trent got a bit of a hot tag flurry. Uh, there's a double knee strike, uh, from Romero and Trent to Mox. Um, strong best friends hit strong zero on Mox with Claudio breaking the pin at a two count. Uh, Trent went for a moonsault on the outside, perfectely got caught with an uppercut from Claudio. That he was did. really cool. Uh, and then finish came in Mox countering an armbar from Romero and submitted him with the bulldog choke, which he did like the thing where he switches into the sleeper hold. Yeah. Um, so yeah, that was it. Yeah, I, I mean, there's obviously there's no universe where Chaos wins this match, but I thought this was a fun trios match. And yes, the referee loses control and tags were pretty much obsolete, but that's fine. It doesn't bother me. We got a fast-paced, like, kind of frantic feel to this match that I enjoyed. 
Um, and you can't have every match on a show like this or it gets exhausting, but Blackpool Combat Club, like they're just a highly entertaining group for me right now. So I, I quite enjoyed this, even though you know who's winning and what's going to happen. Yeah. But I thought, it, I thought it was fun. And I liked that um, it was smart, to, I thought, to have Chaos attack before the bell because that allowed them to have control because you know they're going to get dominated. And because Blackpool does that so much at right. the time. So I remember when Mox and Danielson first started teaming, that was the thing they did right. like, every time. So it kind of allowed them to believably have control for the first bit of this, right. which I yeah, thought yeah. was smart. So mm -hmm. yeah, good match. Yeah, I think that's a good point. I didn't really think about that. But that that, that is a good way to give them like more offense in the match mm -hmm. than they normally would have. And I like how Blackpool kind of like it's kind of a squash, but like it's more of an enhancement match, but like right. maybe a little above that where like they're going to dominate most of it. But they like Chaos got their flowers here. So I think um, they look good. And eventually Blackpool dominates as usual. So they look good, too. And I think it I think it's all like done a good job of keeping Blackpool heated. So it mm -hmm. works perfectly. I think it was uh, solid TV stuff here. And best friends are one of those groups like you never have to do anything for them. You can put them in random matches and they can lose all the time. The crowd still likes them. They put on good matches like. They're super low maintenance, right? Um, and you never really need to push them. I know that's unfortunate for them, but mm -hmm. they're a useful piece, I think. Mm -hmm. uh, next, we get a promo from the Hong Box, which Indeed. that's not a thing we've heard in a long time. Um, so the Young Bucks and Hangman, when they were talking backstage, uh, and Paige was saying that was a great match, but they didn't watch it. <laughs> so <I thought laughs> yeah, that was kind of funny. funny. And they were saying something else, and basically the gist of it is that Hangman challenged the Blackpool trio to uh tag at next week or a trio's match rather uh hung bucks versus blackpool yeah and i didn't have much th thoughts about it i just said that it's mm -hmm. a quick segment yeah. setting up an awesome match probably yeah i saw a little promo here um sounded pretty good i'm all for blackpool versus hung bucks that Me sounds too. great uh sounds like a trio's match worth main eventing eh. or opening or opening true i mean you could put mjf cole in the main event maybe yeah actually i would say this could be an event because i feel like this could be the scene of abushi could be Ooh, that'd be fun maybe like what they can do is um, since he's New Japan, you could have like Ibushi, let's say, like for example, I don't know, you could have Ibushi and someone, let's, you could do maybe Ibushi and Omega versus like Mox and Claudio or something, right? Because obviously Danielson's tied up. And then like, then you can have, um, them and then you can have like them and Lee Lee versus like, then you can do Blood and Guts after. Cause obviously that's coming, but I know that's like going to be after. Or I guess you could do like Mox and Takeshita versus yeah abushi and omega like you could like, obviously like a smaller version of this feud because you need to save like the big mm -hmm. all-out war for blood and guts right so um i don't know they could definitely do something i feel like abushi could come next week I then you have abushi turn and him and omega have a big feud for a while and abushi joins callus and Takeshita, and they start a heel maybe. faction <laughs> maybe after this maybe yeah that that wouldn't be horrible <laughs> omega or callus is obsessed with the best japanese guys exactly maybe he's takes okada too just for the fun like of heenan it. right you get like uh of oh, just a stable they of are awesome calling it guys. his family so yeah i love it even though it's just Takeshita. um next we got a quick osprey omega package not much to say here just i can't wait for this because the first was legendary yep so um I, most hype match i think that it's the first one might be still be my front runner for match of the year I it think. was awesome um, that was super early in the year, wasn't that, that was like January? Like, yeah, it was Wrestle Kingdom, yeah. so that's always January. So that's I, that might still be my front runner. It was great to think about it. So um, I hope they could better this because I would love to say that we saw the oh match God, of the yeah. year. That would yeah. be really cool. If this or even this or Dance and Okada. Even that's if like they three quarter it, it's going to be a great match. You know what I mean? Yeah. But I would, I would, I would just love for this to be better. than it's like if that gets match of the year, like I was there. Exactly. Chump. It was because we were there. We added to it. Witness our first five star match. That would be great. Mm -hmm. Oh, you don't think we've seen one already? Technically, 
I don't the weaponized think cage so. wasn't. I don't think so because I know th- I think the first two Cole Gargano's were right. Because uh, I was watching a video about five star matches. I think I know the first two were, or they broke it better than Andrade. <laughs> um, but I don't think the third one was right. Mm. I think one of my favorite time. live matches was that I really loved when we saw was... House of Black at Super Kicked. That match was super oh yeah. Fun. That was... I thought you were gonna mention the when we saw Revival versus. Chad Gable and Bobby Roode at a oh house yeah show. that too that was that good was, that was good yeah it no the good. House of Black matches I saw the videos from it was that. fun I still have some clips it's I remember cool like Murphy just kicked the crap out of it. I think it was Chambers back he yes just, like leathered him yeah but that that was pretty sweet yeah anyways I'm super excited for this like I don't really need much build for this either like I do love the whole idea that Osprey was humiliated in the first match mm-hmm. like he got annihilated like he was almost a babyface it's weird like Omega was the babyface in that match but like. It didn't really feel like you almost had sympathy for Osprey in the match, almost right. Like, and then, like, I don't know, it's a weird dynamic, but I don't care. I love like their feud, it's like me too. It's really cool. They, there's there's definitely more of a story than the Okada Danielson one, and that's partially why this is definitely more. And also, just because I find Osprey infinitely more interesting than Okada, and we haven't seen enough of him, right? Like, I just want to see more more current because I feel like this is peak Osprey, yeah. Because I remember you were always saying like he wasn't as kind of boring, and but now I think he's too flippy and stuff, right? But now he's like, I think he's balanced everything out. He's just he's so good because before it was who's the best flippy, like is it him or Ricochet? And now it's like he's an all round, I think he's leagues ahead of Ricochet, yeah. I do too. He's uh, oh, definitely, he's he's so good, so I'm I'm really happy for to see this like that that's gonna be so good um next we hear from mjf uh you told the drug addict fans to shut their mouths because they, they like the marijuana in colorado that's correct um mj said that he's bored while adding he also said there's uh no competition in this company uh he he told um when they, the fans told him he sucks he told him that their mother swallow that's nice um, he said nobody is on the level of the devil, and the no comes Adam Cole. That's the guy I like from TV. Yes, this uh, I mean, shapes up to be a pretty good interaction whenever it's these two guys, right? Yeah. So yeah. Um, MJF showed to cut off the music, so no Adam Cole, baby. And I was, you could, I, th- that annoyed me greatly. He could still do it, okay? They got he, around to it. He does, yeah, but like you could do it then, okay? You were. He just looked stupid. He looked constipated, okay? <laughs> he was constipated in the middle of rain. Not okay. It's that's weird. Um, MJ said he's excited because uh, finally there's some worthy competition for the champ. And he said Cole, he's a he. He told Cole he's a big fan. Uh, he said when CM Punk left him as a kid, he thought his fandom of pro wrestling was over. And then he came across a TV show called Ring of Honor. He said he agreed with the fans that Ring of Honor sucked because I think they were booing him, but he mm-hmm. yeah. he, he like pivoted that. So Correct. that was kind of funny. Um, MJ said when he was about to change the channel again, he saw Adam Cole and MJF complimented him. He said he was instantly hooked. He said he watched Cole all the way from his days in CZW. That's surprising. Cole does not seem like a CZW guy. He was. That's so weird. Mm-hmm. Um, MJF watched Cole become the hottest free agent, then go in Florida and shock the system. <laughs> I remember being surprised Moxley was before I knew Moxley was like a violent animal. Moxley, right? it makes so much like sense. Like WWE now. Ambrose, okay, and you're yeah. like, no, oh, yeah, yeah. he was in CZW doing like death matches and yeah, stuff, yeah. right? That, yeah, that makes sense. Yeah. Um, MJF said Cole's the greatest world champion in the history of that company, brand. Um, that is undisputed. That's the thing I liked. <laughs> um, the fans chanted Mark, Mark, so MJF admitted that he's a Mark. That was kind of funny. Um, MJF talked about how he went to CZW, then became an indie. He was, he does not seem like a CZW guy either. What no. is this? I think this it was weird. just a pretty major place to work. And I don't, it wasn't all death matches and okay. stuff, right? It's I guess. Just like, I guess, reputation. Yeah. Like, it One just of the bigger indies if you're an indie guy. Okay. I think, yeah. Right? I guess then on that level, it makes sense. 
He said he knew Cole would come in there and uh, they would have the rivalry of a lifetime. Uh, two, generational, two generational talents, Adam Cole and MJF. He said he went from the Panama Playboy to the Panama Game Boy. Roasted. Uh, it's Panama City Playboy. I was going to say, you corrected so, him in the moment. Yeah, uh, That's another infamous mess up from MJF. He has a few every now He's and then. He's a big dummy. Uh, MJF said that Britt Baker leaves the house with Adam's balls in her purse. <laughs> uh, and MJF asked Cole, uh, didn't he used to have the body of a world champion? Which I didn't, I didn't. He never notice. did. No, he I, was in better shape than he is now. But he was never in the body of a world. Lot, really, he's just softer a little bit. Yeah, doesn't bother that me. That makes sense. I really haven't noticed. So. Well, he's also coming off of like if he had that serious a concussion, he's not allowed to be working out and training. Yeah, he would have been on full rest probably. Yeah. So, uh, MJ said, "Cool, so fair that he makes crack whores jealous." That was pretty funny. <laughs> uh, MJ said that he sees people online saying that Cole isn't featured properly, and he trashes the fans for thinking that. Uh, he said that AEW's doing all they can to make Cole look cool. And just said all you have to do ma- to make him cool is ring the damn bell. Ooh. NXT reference. That's the thing I like. Uh, MJ bragged about his matches like the dog collar match, the Iron Man match, the four-way match, and called him the greatest professional wrestler on God's green earth. And he said he read a rumor that Cole left the other company because a certain person didn't think Cole had top five potential. And MJ said that that was Vince McMahon who felt that way. Uh, he said... MJ said he's a big fan, yeah. Uh, or maybe Vince is a big fan of him, and that led to MJ saying, uh, "When he stands eye to eye with MJF, uh, he thinks that Vince was right." Ooh, Roasted. hurtful. Um, Adam Cole then gets to speaking. Yes, if that's the best he has. Uh, Cole said MJF came across like an internet troll. He trashed him for making fun of relationships and mentioned MJF's fiance, leaving him again. Yep. Um, Cole said MJF is world class, a world class douchebag. Uh, Cole said that. Uh, MJF mentioned his body because of the body of work that he's had as a wrestler in terms of matches and promos. And he said they could go to the back and piss in a couple cups and see who's natural and who's not. <laughs> yeah, That was pretty awesome, too. Uh, Cole said the boys and girls in the locker room respect him. And he said he's been a bad guy in the past, but they respect him as a human being. Uh, Cole to- told him that uh, there's not a single person in the back who respects MJF. And he said that they think Max is selfish, conceited, and does the bare minimum to collect the big check in the world title. Uh, Cole told him that no one respects him and mjf said that's a lot of tough talk coming from keith lee's manager <laughs> that was that was pretty good uh, and cole said that mjf was a real champion he would tell cole to shut his mouth and fight him but he won't do that because max is a coward he said he know he knows everything is going over max's head he said if there's one thing that he has to remember is that he won't fight cole because he's better than max and the fans know it and he tried to leave, but MJF got into it. He, he, got, he went into angry mode. Mm-hmm. Uh, he said he'll wrestle him any day of the week. And then Cole says, looks like we have a match. And then we get the baby. Right. Um, the, like, for sure, this was long, right? You can tell by your recap this was wrong. Long, sorry. I was super entertained by this. Both of these guys are amazing on the mic. And if you give them enough time, they could talk this into a really big feud. Because the first one's just an eliminator, right? And I assume we'll kind of go from there. Again, even though MGF, MJF is like the biggest heel in wrestling, he still finds a way to put over Cole, mm-hmm. right? Like basically, I hated ROH and then you came along and I was captivated and you're awesome and blah, blah, blah. And now you're lazy and fat or whatever. It's fine. He, he always brings it back around to being a heel, but he puts Cole over. So yeah, lots of reality sort of based insults and cheap shots from each. I don't mind this. I'm sure some people are going to be critical because it's too like inside baseball, you know, whatever. I like this kind of stuff because it feels real. It feels like these are two guys just out sort of ripping on each other and, and mm-hmm. trying to set up a match, and Cole's trying yeah. to get under his skin and get, get him to make a match with them. There and were he some gets lines that got audible reactions for me. I'm, I really enjoyed some of this. Yeah, and I, it was for sure long, but I was entertained. Could they have shortened it up? Sure. 
but even in the form we got it, I still thought it was a pretty, uh, a pretty great pro wrestling segment, right? Between yeah. two guys that you can just send out there. And I'm sure they've probably talked ahead of time and made, they're both secure enough to take these shots from each other, right? Like, sure, you can. Yeah, it's not like comment CM on Punk my body, sure, like... reference my fiance leaving me. Like, they're okay with it. See, that's another issue I have with Punk is like, and his like skin hang, is thin. Hang exactly. Yeah. Hangman made one like allusion to him being over. an outsider, which he is. And it was and over. like that's not even the worst thing he could say. There's so many other like right. I would argue saying something about Cole's body or MJ's freaking fiance is way worse right. than like and Punk got all up in arms about that. Right. Like get he's, over yourself. He's thin skinned. Yeah. So I yeah like I'm and they're letting them t- like the urine thing. Punk would never let that slide. No. Obviously he's straight edge, but like point right. being if. Right. If that were the case. But, like, he would never let that slide. So, anyways, that's unrelated. But I agree. I thought this was pretty great. I found myself enjoying this a Me lot too. towards the end. As I thought, really, like, uh, like Cole is unexpected, but I think the results are worth it. Um, Like, I thought he was surprisingly really good here. Like, I'm not, like obviously, he's, he's always great. But, like, I, I would say he, I would dare, like, dare I say he bettered MJF here. Like, I thought he, M, Cole was my favorite part of this. So, I thought, um, I thought the urine line was great. Um, MJ was great too. He had some nice singers and like I like the ROH bit as well. Um, I thought they had like a great back and forth. I'd be all for a program with them. Um, so I saw the Illuminator match next week. I thought that's pretty sweet. I would hope Cole wins that just because like I like a full I feel on, like it because it's not yeah, a... I like a full on title feud with them. Right? Me too. Like and I don't feel like because sometimes they do Illuminators just to like get like Takeshi got Illuminator, but then yeah, he lost. So and and honestly, I think for both of us, we've said it a million times. Babyface Cole isn't even our favorite version of Cole, but when he no, has still great. such a super heel to play off of too, it really helps. And Cole can do anything. Honestly, mm-hmm. both these guys probably it's can. It's far from my favorite Adam Cole because I'm I was literally watching an old NXT match, the one with Gargano that was just awesome. Yeah, and that's my favorite Adam Cole. Undisputed Era leader heel Adam Cole was yep. my favorite. Amazing, but like this is still great and. It's like he can like MJF's the perfect one to work off of, right? So and then in a couple of years or whatever, you can circle back around to this same match, but the roles are reversed, where Cole's of super heel and MJF's finally a baby face and run it back. I don't yeah, because it's weird. MJF's not a horrible baby face. It's just I never want to see it because right. he's so much so better. good as a heel. Yeah, he's but, just like it's when he was faced like before Moxley, before that match, like it was so weird. Weird. Yeah. So yeah, very strong segment. Here. Yeah, I thought this was great. It was leading my into favorite, my favorite segment. Leading into a less than strong oh segment. Oh my god. Yeah. Um, I think. Next we got we Hardys and Brothers Zay uh, and backstage promo. Uh, Matt introduced Ethan Page as a new Hardy Party member and his employee. Um, <laughs> so Hardys stupid. make Page apologize for injuring Isaiah Cassidy or Brother Zay, whatever. Uh, Hardy said he wants to make Page a better person. They have to get rid of the ego and make him a better man. Um, so I didn't like this at all. All this contract nonsense is so lame, and I know you agree. I do. Um, not to mention, I thought Jeff was garbage here and he a lot of people are not gonna like that but like after um man introduced him the fr- i don't remember what he said i p- specifically did not write it down because i didn't want to but like jeff just sounded so like he's terrible was, on the mic always so has bad, been but always I, will be i don't remember him being this bad though. like it was just it sounded so unnatural and just so bad every time and like this is so unbelievably beneath ethan page and he's not even a top guy like he's not like on a moxie level but this is so unbelievably beneath him like Poor Ethan Page. We need something good for him to do. Like I, I mean, I miss Men of the Year. I remember a time when I thought they could, they would have been great tag team mm-hmm. champions, and I love their theme song. Scorp's gone. But, yeah, like Scorp has just disappeared since he lost the TNT title. And I'm glad American Top Team disappeared, but I miss Men of the Year, man. They were sweet. Bring back Men of the Year. So I love them. I agree with everything you said. Right, the people owning other people's contracts is stupid. It needs to stop. 
get Ethan Page away from this. And honestly, I don't know if you thought about this because I just kind of noticed. Like, contrast this to the previous segment, right? You've got MJF and Cole feeling real. And this feels the exact opposite, right? Yeah. This feels contrived and silly and like the kind of ridiculous part. And it's kind this of. This is ju- the kind of stuff I'd get made fun of right. for if I was like, they're like, oh, you watch wrestling. And, then, like, and it's this is on. Kind of jarring to have those two things back to back, right? Mm-hmm. You went from an awesome in ring, real feeling segment to like this nonsense. Yeah, I I really didn't like this. It was short too. And I just, I, I hated it. Yeah. It was, it was, it was so bad. I just. Jeff no, really blew me away in the wrong kind of way. No more Hardys in 2023. Yeah, I'm it's that simple. I'm really glad Jeff got taken in AEW when he did because if they had a tag title run, I would have just <sighs> no thank you. I would have offed myself. That just sounds horrible. <laughs> it's a bit extreme. Well, they're extreme too, so that's true. I win. Um, next we get Jungle Hook versus LFI's Preston Vance, aka Pero Pedigroso. He sucks. And I'm uh, sorry. At certain things. Yeah, yeah, I, I know. Um, because I mean, I thought he was solid. Like he remember, like he, he when he was in Dark Order, he worked him up. He like, can execute decent. some good moves, but all of the other stuff, like running into barricades or being thrown over things, yeah. he's really bad. Yeah, Hook and Vance are brawling in the crowd after Hook threw him over yeah. the barricade with air quotes. Right. Um, that happened a couple times. Uh, J- Jungle Boy was ch- uh, choking Drillistico with a cable in the ring, and he ripped his mask. A uh, hook hit Vance with a chain, and then he was bleeding buckets. I don't know what it was, but he was like it was dark. A blood. ton of blood. Uh, hook T Bone suplexed him off the apron through a table, which was pretty cool. That looked really good. I thought uh, the landing was kind of funny. Uh, hook and Jungle Boy took out Jose. Then Jungle Boy made Drillisco tap to the snare trap as Hook made Jose submit in the red room, just because. Um, and I thought this was pretty solid. Uh, I was it was a it was a decent like kind of wild brawl. Kind it of over delivered for me, despite yeah. um. Preston Vance's yeah. sort of yeah, awkwardness. Yeah, I thought it was pretty nice. Uh, Vance must have, he must have either bled hard way or done a bad blade job because that was like... Like hit an artery. That, he, <laughs> yeah, like he looked like he bled a lot after the chain spot. And it, looked, it was dark, so it looked like it was deep to me. Like it looked like a deep And remember, right I'm, away, I'm no expert, but. right away he had Hook doubled over and it was just dripping blood all exactly, over Hook's black, uh, right? back. right? Like he must have like, I don't know if it was hard way or a bad blade job, but it was something. Um, he didn't look good in a few minor spots, but I thought the rest of it was good. So um, I thought it was like it didn't have a ton of purpose, but it was a solid little bit in the middle of the show. No, I thought it was fun. Like there, again, um, you know who's winning, but I thought this was like one of those fun, hectic, bloody matches, and the crowd's really into Jungle Hook, so they pick up an obvious win. And yeah, Vance struggles in some areas, but he does execute some offensive moves well. It's just all the stuff, all the little things in between that only probably real wrestling nerds notice that bug me about him and he doesn't seem to be kind of improving in those Mm -hmm. areas but um i mean it does feel like a pretty big step back for jungle boy right he went from co-main event of the biggest pay-per-view pretty much to in a tag match against lfi in the middle although i guess like i don't know how you wouldn't have a step down from him true for him because i don't know what else it is yeah but i feel like there's a heel turn coming at some point with hook and that i'm interested in jungle boy i think yeah sorry with hook meaning turning on hook i think maybe jungle boy as a heel we need to find out if he can do that so i feel that might be coming and i'm interested to see Mm -hmm. next we get to cash a squash against Sean Spears light. Well, and you're not even you're refusing that that Anyways. was where TK announced punk. I honestly main... forgot where it was. I just it was right I there. knew I ignored it. I made a note of it. Mm-hmm. T- TK announced the main event for Collision. No big deal. Mm-hmm. But yes, then Takeshita yeah. versus my note says some Damon Ace. Just for men, Mohawk and Beard guy. Because it was so jet black, it just looked fake to uh, me. I did. I went with great value Sean Spears. Nice. He did from afar until that's, you... I thought it was Sean Spears. Yeah. Legitimately. 
Um, there's some ground and pound from Takeshita. He did like a nice looking form to the face and then a w- kind of wind up to the back. Uh, and then he just won with his power drive knee. Yeah, I wish he had gotten more to showcase, but again, it was just a squash. And he comes out to no music, right? Which was interesting. That was interesting, yeah. It's like, I sh- shouldn't complain because it was clearly to get to the promo after the match. So whatever, it, it's fine. I just wish he'd done more. Um, yeah, but so then after Cal said on like last week, he will be heard as he's just belting at the top of his lungs because he, he has, has to. The crowd just yeah. hates this man. Uh, or, or they're willing to play along, which is cool, right? Like fans know we're supposed to hate him, so we're going to hate I him. I feel like people actually hate him because Ke- we love the elite. Yes. Uh, Takesha spoke in Japanese while saying Kenny Omega's name. Uh, he sounds really cool in Japanese. He's just cool. He sounds a lot more confident. I can't I believe how much I like him as a heel already, and he hasn't done anything really, and I'm already on board. Yeah. Um. The only thing I don't love is the match, but I'll talk about. It. Like, I'm not. I'm not saying I hate. It. I just wish we saw more. Right. Me too. Um. Cal's claimed that everything Omega has is because of him, and this is all Kenny's fault. He said everything the Elite has is because of him, and Kenny beat Will Osprey because of Callus. And so, oh, is that is that telegraphing the finish? I don't know. I I I'm saying this is our. 2023 trilogy last year we had ftr briscoe so this ne- this year we have omega osprey you do the third one all in there's your trilogy osprey stays joins callus and then when aussie no. open are better they join callus but like uh, maybe yeah uh, maybe. that's a pretty sweet maybe. faction with Takeshita. yeah that's Yay. what i mean all of them i love Takeshita. um and then don said kenny has been like a cancer to don is that why he's bald because <laughs> of kenny omega <laughs> it is kenny's fault this is a conspiracy we're unraveling it here uh, so he's going to cut it out, and they will cut the elite out of this company for good. Yep. Uh, Callus sounds great. It's getting a great reaction. Something about Takeshita even standing there with his like heel facial expressions is working for me. I really like him with Callus, and it's Takeshita as heel. I am buying in way faster than I would have thought because he was such a good baby face too, but I think maybe he's just one of those guys that can do everything, right? So other than speak perfect English, but that doesn't really bother me if he has Callus <laughs> in tow, yeah. right? So. Yeah, I like this. Uh, yeah, heel Takeshita is cool as a character with Kalos. Um, but I'm gonna miss Babyface Takeshita matches while he's a heel because hopefully, like, he'll be fa- he'll be face again and we can he have his like because I loved his matches. So, but hopefully he finds his footing in ring as a heel because there wasn't a lot here. But I think like hopefully the next he gets a little more. Mm-hmm. So I'm not gonna. I don't hate this. I just didn't love that we didn't really get anything. Yeah, we didn't That's get a ton. My of only Takeshita. complaint really. Agree. Um, the Trons were funny just playing the Omega videos. Nah. That was good. And uh, I saw like the graphic where he's like holding Kenny. That was really funny. Mm-hmm. Um, I love Takeshi being a heel in Japanese though, and Cal's yelling over the crowds. Endless booze again never gets old. Nope. That's uh, just it. They nuclear heat. It's it's amazing. It is. And um yes. <laughs> and um yes. Yeah. And uh, next then... we get Christian Cage mm-hmm. attacking everyone's favorite wrestler. Um, he comes out of his locker room and says Arn Anderson cost him the TNT championship. And since he took something from him, he'll take something from Arn. Uh, he and Luchasaurus leave the room and screw that. Oh, no. Brock Anderson got beat down. So if Christian has his own personal change room, how many people have their, how many change rooms are there? If a guy is low down the card is Christian has his own dressing room. I guess because he's a legend. Everybody has them. But anyway, sorry, I'm nitpicking. But yeah, I'm okay with this. Like you bite christian's guy's thumb off and he's going to attack your son so i I don't really have a problem with it i don't again it's kind of interesting because arn seems to have abandoned his son a little bit to to work with wardlow but whatever this makes sense for evil christian i guess to dispatch his muscle Mm -hmm. yeah um it was fine i just don't care about his feud so i'm not super invested oh no brock anderson got beat down name one time anyone's ever cared about brock anderson even once at all you can't i cannot 
he's like so i remember watching the uh call talk video there's a downfall to awa you know awa i do um you sh- you'd probably like that video because they're i think you've probably like similar stuff actually the, the documentary style mm-hmm. ones are cool it's like they do dark side of the ring kind of stuff but like not as dark it's just like more like documentary talking about mm-hmm. stuff anywho um <laughs> ta- they were talking so it was the awa video and it, they were talking about how like Vern Gagne because he ran AWA. Right. Um, his son wrestled than Greg Gagne. Yep. And like how he was like boring, he just didn't have anything that he had. Right. And like when I was watching this, I was like, that that reminds me of Brock Anderson. <laughs> and I'm not saying Arn Anderson's amazing, but it's like Brock's just like so bland and boring. Arn like, was pretty good in his day. It's like exactly. So like, but like, there's like no matter what you do, there's nothing you can like to make him interesting Doesn't or whatever. Seem like, right? it. like so, it just it reminded me of that, which I thought was kind of funny. Uh, next we get Chris Statlander versus Anna J A S. Uh, for the TBS championship. So what does Anna Jay do to keep getting title shots? I don't... This is, like, at least the third time she's challenged for the TBS title. And has she career. beaten anyone good other she, than internet She's not people? good. I don't care. Yeah, I don't she's, know. She's not good. Seems weird to me. Um, There's a roundhouse kick from Statlander. Um, <laughs> spot of the match. There's a Thaya Doom to the back yep. from Anna Jay. That was devastating. Oh, like... I, when I was watching the Cole Organo match, Cole hit some nasty super kicks, but this was like it's like topped all beyond a black mass. Exactly, yeah, exactly. I would love for her to win a match at that someday. That would just be the funniest. Remember thing. when he was just black massing people on NXT and it was so. Remember great. the one match where he just did that? Kill, and that yep, was it. that's that it. That was awesome. Loved that it. was the match. Uh, Gory Bomb from Anna J. That looked two. good. I'll give her that. Yeah, she's got a solid Gory Bomb, but it's hard to mess that up, I guess. Um, off a distraction from Matt Menard, Jay got Satlander in the Queen Slayer. Satlander powered up, threw her off, and there was like kind of a Lariat backbreaker. Like it was like she grabs her like a Lariat and then quick, takes her down. Like sudden, it, it was yeah. cool. Yeah, it was more like a neckbreaker on the knee, but backbreaker, whatever. Potato, potato. Um, there was a legs hook tombstone uh for the finish. Tombstone power driver from Satlander for the win. I forget what she calls it, but it's like a front tombstone, but she hooks the legs in. I wanted a cool. four fifty because I thought it looked sweet last week. But yeah, anyways, it was all right. multiple finishers, I guess. Yeah, I, my notes are Statlander is good, Anna Jay is not. This leads to an okay match that got a bit more time than I expected, right? Um, yeah, Statlander's cool, man. Impressive combination of speed and power. She just needs better opponents than this to showcase herself, right? So, uh, and then, of course, we see Taya backstage watching this, and she's mad. And I'm okay. I think the story is that she feels she did, like, 90% of the work for Statlander to get the championship, right? So mm-hmm. Ty is pissed about that, and that makes sense to me. That's a simple, realistic thing. Like That works. Yeah, I so I think, um, I mean, it's kind of odd she's just standing and looking mad. She hasn't said anything yet, but I understand where she's coming from. I don't need to see her in ring too much anymore, but I, I get where they're going with that. At mm-hmm. least it makes sense. Yeah, I didn't really pay much attention to that, but I think that's a good way of putting it. I, honestly, I don't... I don't hate that as a, a storyline narrative. Either. That's no. not bad. Um, and yeah, I thought it was okay. About it was good a match as I could expect from Anna Jay, I guess. She had a couple things that were okay, but as expected, just not great as well. Um, the damn Thaya Doom, I have no idea how she still thinks that's a good move. Or one where she's like, yes, I need this, this in my arsenal. Or this how move. It, how doesn't she adjust it so it looks like she's hitting them with her foot? Or just do a different thing. Are you now intentionally trying to make it look like you're hitting them with your thigh? Because you're not supposed to, but anyways. It's up to her, I guess. It's just not a good movement what do I know? move at all. Mm-hmm. Next we get an Outcast interview. Yay. Oh, great. Yeah, I was angry about this one for some reason. <laughs> My notes aren't nice. <laughs> that makes me happy. I'm interested. <laughs> uh, Storm talks about the four-win rampage this week with the winner getting title shot against her next week. Sky blue. Yeah, of course. Uh, 
Storm says the dynamite will be the same place as the first dynamite where the first women's champion will be crowned. Or was crowned. Sorry, I don't know why I wrote, why I wrote will be. Um, Soho says they'll be watching and Storm says something about she's the greatest champion. Blah, 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 blah. Um, I'm gonna go first because I'm I'm gonna I'm waiting to hear your. Uh, super it's not that mean, thoughts. but yeah, go ahead. Still, it's interesting to me. Um, I thought it was fine, like not not very good though. But they sound okay. Just it sounded a little off to me. I did I really didn't enjoy Storm's delivery on some of the lines. Mm-hmm. Um, and I guess that's a solid rampage match with some notable people in there. Hopefully, it means a solid title match this week. Nope, Sky Blue. Um, but I don't have a lot of interest in the Outcast, and therein lies the problem with Tony Storm being champion right now. Is I don't like this faction i have no interest in them so any title program even if it's like a short one like this i'm not interested because i Correct. don't like this group and uh rampage needs it really needs a shot up the ass yep i really dislike this and there's just something about the delivery of each of the women in this that really exactly it was me. so weird it doesn't feel realistic and this isn't a fair comparison but because i feel like they're trying to kind of trying to do the same thing as blackpool right compare this to mox and danielson um, who, when they cut promos, it's awesome and believable, even though they do different styles, right? So I, it might be that I just dislike this group so much. My bias is too strong, and I just, I'm not going to like anything they do. But I try to be aware of that, and I don't think I do that. But I just don't believe them doing this, right? It's mm-hmm. it's like I'm it's I, apparent. I don't like any, anything about this. It's apparent that they're playing characters rather than they are these people. And it takes me out of, like, everything they do, basically. So... Yeah, there's not much chance I'm gonna like it, and I didn't like it. So yeah, I'm not I agree. Surprised. I'm not really. I it's so hard to get invested in what they're doing. It's just like I don't know how this faction is this bad. It's like it's just I don't, I don't know how what you can do with this. I don't it's either. Just, it doesn't uh, work to me. It's a it's a tear down. Exactly. And go somewhere else and like do something else. Sky blue for your title challenge. That doesn't make me more interested. I would like Martinez. If I'm being honest. Agree. That would be like. She doesn't get a lot of spotlight anymore. So and she's cool. good and accomplished and I don't know. And not sky blue. Correct. Like Yeah, I really didn't like this. Um Me either. I, this is jockeying for position with the Hardy segment for at least everything on the show. Yeah. I might go Hardy's a little more. I'm not sure. It is close, but it's they're both really bad. Hard. It it's really hard. At least they were short. <laughs> yeah. But com- combined, I'm just like Bleh. uh next we get our main event, which we just watched pretty much recently, like Right like before we came ago, down, maybe. yeah. Um, Ricky Starks versus Switchblade Jay White. Everyone is banned from ringside. And they keep talking about it being a grudge match. I didn't think it felt like it. No, not, to be honest. not big time. I didn't hate the match. but No, I, I, I agree. agree. It felt like a first match kind right. of thing. Like, not, not like there's a huge grudge. There is someone of a grudge, but a not like a big time for me other than you beat me up. And commentary, you and I are both contrary people. So commentary trying so hard to tell me this is a great match this is a great match they said it like three or four times i start to go but it's not though it's good yeah it, it was perfectly but fine it's not a great I'll, match. I'll get to that later yeah but I, it wasn't great no and not that that's not to say it was bad honestly. no i'm not at all saying that <laughs> when you say it's not great that's what it sounds like but obviously that's not what i'm trying to say right I, you know what i mean but um yeah so uh starks met white on the ramp as he was making his entrance uh they brought on around until they got to the ring the match started some more brawling around ringside white tried to retreat up the ramp but starks caught him at the top he tried to throw white out the stage white got out with a thumb in the eye suplex on the outside floor from starks after a commercial break we're back in the ring with some corner chops from switchblade uh starks went for a tornado dt white countered and crushed him in the corner then we got a superplex from white for two uh there's a running back elbow in the corner then starks did connect with that swinging tornado dt uh for two uh, there's a Yurnagi from White for two. Uh, White blocks a spear attempt from Starks with a knee. Then Starks avoided a Blade Runner connected with a spear anyways. 
and he connected with Rochambeau, but um, in the kerfuffle, the, the ref got taken out. Yep. Then the guns come out for some reason. Hit starts with three ten, three ten to Huma, and then um, the finish right after that was White just kind of picked him up and finished off with a Blade Runner for the win. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Again, like neither man seemed super fired up. The pace to this was pretty slow, although that's kind of Jay White's style sometimes, right? Is he's the methodical because he's like rolling out of the ring and running away from um, Ricky Starks to begin this quite a bit, right? Again, commentary trying too hard to tell me how great this was. But I did think it was a good match. I'm not trying to say it wasn't, but I don't think this was an elite AEW main event. And considering these guys have been attacking each other, blah, 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 and this was supposed to be like a really bitter grudge match, it didn't feel that way. I thought the final few minutes were really good. I didn't love the finish, kind of cheesy, um, but I thought a good match. I know I sound like I didn't like it, but I did, just not a great match. And are we getting the guns in Bullet Club? And neither of us hate that as oh much God, as you would I think just we would. Wardlow, Jake Hager next week. Oh, great. God. He's still around. Um, no, that's one of the things I'm saying is um, the finish. So, yeah, I thought this match was solid, like you said. Um, the action was at a slower pace, but it was still solid. And it I was. think, yeah, Jay White does kind of go methodical sometimes. I like the opener far more, but uh, this still wasn't bad. Um, so back to what you're saying about that, uh, the, I thought the finish was somewhat interesting because I have no idea why the guns would be here other than their history with FTR. Um, and I'm not sure this means the angle maybe that they full on join Bullet Club Gold, but surprisingly, I don't hate the idea. I don't either. And I'm not, I haven't been a guns guy for the most part other than that one segment I really loved. Mm-hmm. But um, I don't hate that. They seem like character wise they seem like a kind of a perfect fit to go juice and switchblade like they if they were in new japan mid cards they would probably have been in bullet club I feel and then like. you they, have what i like with the main eventer other singles guy and exa- attack that's what i was gonna say too right and like to me like their characters like because they're young they kind of seem like young young bucks yes. like their characters yep. like i don't know i just like it seems like a, as long as they keep improving in the ring which i feel like they kind of have yep. like I think they're not they, they're getting better they're not amazing but i think they're getting better so as long as they keep that upward um like trajectory trajectory. yeah thank you because they haven't been Um, wrestling long right i was surprised at how right exactly they like i think when they turned here they had only been teaming for a year or something but like as long as they keep that upward trajectory keep getting better um i would have no issue with them in bullet club gold because like you have to add to the ranks at some point yep and i think it's it's obviously an aw bullet club so you have to have some aw guys they fit that bill and i on paper they just seem like a good fit i almost i think i kind of like the idea surprisingly i'm okay with it as well like it just kind of seems interesting to me like i at least want to try it but that's not... why our podcast is good if we start to like people yeah. we'll like them like we're mm-hmm. not here to just constantly hate and never change yeah. our opinion right yeah i know if, if this was a year ago good, I would we'll start it. liking yeah. it. yeah i i'm i'm on board to see that me too um it seems like it could work and like you said you have your two singles guys in a tag team like there's two make cartels so if you even if you don't want to have white as the world title guy right now you could have him have the international title at some point give juice the tnt title because we all know that needs someone better and juice would be cool with that come on and then add a monster and like then, big bill yeah I, maybe right maybe maybe i don't he's mind the monster. Than, he's probably better than hikaleo yeah, and they had sure hikaleo he in both oh he's clubs, way better so. than hikaleo so i mean yeah um anyways it was a solid match and honestly the finish intrigues me so i'm looking forward to see where this goes yep. um i that's a, a guns and bullet club is you know i mean they don't mind it guns right correct bullets, they fit perfectly see literally makes sense yep uh overall i thought this was another quite good episode i really liked the opening cassidy swerve that was match of the night for me um i enjoyed the jungle hook tag match as well the cole mjf segment i thought was pretty awesome to catch the callus i thought was really good as well main event was a good match so 
a few issues along the way, right? Like, the, obviously, the Hardys promo, um, the women's match was nothing to write home about. A couple of things that weren't great, but I, I really liked a lot of this show, segment and in-ring. So I gave it a B-plus this week. Um, enjoyable matches, couple strong segments. Overall, it, it moved pretty quickly for me. I quite liked mm-hmm. it. Not quite an A-show, but pretty close. Yeah, I thought it was a pretty good show as well. I thought the opener was a great match. Um, That was a really nice one. Like, as far as TV matches go, that's one to check out, I would say. Uh, I like that quite a bit. The trios match was perfectly solid. Um, I thought that was pretty good. Uh, the the uh, Texas Tornado tag was also solid. Uh, Takeshi's Squatch was was just that. The women's match was okay, and the main event was solid as well. Um, I thought the Cole MJF segment was really good. I love that. That was probably my favorite thing on the show that wasn't a match. Um, and I would also check that out if you really want to. I thought that they had some really good bits in there. Um, hung bucks were solid. Um, any like the forbidden door packages were solid. True. Um, like the and then the only things I really didn't like were the outcasts and the Hardys. And then I guess the Christian bit was yeah. Um, and then the finish also the to the uh, main event I mm-hmm. liked as well just to add that in. So I think that yeah I think a B plus show is, is fair because I think it was like a pretty good show and I think it could have been a little better but. I think it was like a perfectly like enjoyable show. I'm happy because I feel like there was a lull in my loving AEW a while ago, but I'm happy with the direction. Like focusing on Blackpool and the Elite is awesome. Focusing on Jay White, I, I really like that as well. They're Takeshita. just doing Takeshita. The whole Callus stuff is good. They just seem to be sort of getting back on track Finding for me. Finding groove again. And focusing where I want them to focus, right? The other thing is mm-hmm. get that tag division back to... Yeah, I mean, if gun, it, but... guns are in Bullet Club. I would, yeah. I would give them another shot to time. I think their yeah. title reign was kind of stupid and unnecessary, other than transition it. But I would, I wouldn't hate giving them another one if they really improve. So I am really liking what I'm seeing from AEW um, lately. So that is yeah. great news. Agreed. But we will now veer off into the land of trivia. We'll challenge Jack with some uh, chat GPT with generated some perfectly trivia for fun. accurate and 100 percent right questions. Accurate trivia in what we like to call. Off the top of his head. Okay, so this week we are going with... Actually, we'll read you the prompt I wrote for ChatGPT. It was 15 challenging multiple choice questions with answers about Bray Wyatt's WWE career. Oh, God. It said, certainly, here are 15, etc., etc. Okay, number one. And it's right, because I know it is, because I lived it and I watched it. What was Bray Wyatt's debut character in WWE? Are they talking Husky Harris? They are talking okay. Husky Harris. Good. Um, so what that, was it? Like he was as heavy as a tank and passes like a it was, Lamborghini um, or something? It was a Ferrari engine Ferrari in a tank engine, body thank or something you. like that. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's, that's so good. Um, number two, Bray Wyatt made his main roster debut as a member of which stable? So I'm not sure if this is right like or Nexus? not. Nexus? So yeah, but it was, it, they're it, saying Bray Wyatt. Nexus. Or are we seeing Bray Wyatt? They're Wyatt family Bra- then? Yes. Okay. Correct. Because I don't. Well, because they also said Bray Wyatt for the first one, so that's why I was like. True. He's because like Husky Harris would have been a new Nexus. Correct. Uh, so Wyatt no, family then, yeah. Correct. Okay. So, so that's, that's two that, for okay. two. They're All right. right. That's that. That's okay. Actually, two for two. Best okay. start ever. Okay. Who did Bray Wyatt? Here's where things may get okay. dicey. I don't remember. Who did Bray Wyatt defeat in his first WrestleMania singles match? Wait. Okay. Uh oh. And so, I do have options. Multiple choice. When they mean like, so who did he defeat in his first singles match? In his who defeat in his first WrestleMania singles? Well, because that had, okay. So the question confused me because like, I don't know if that means his first WrestleMania singles win or 
like just did he if he won his first Mania match because his first Mania match was against Cena. But remember that's the one he lost. That is not the answer they're giving, but he is one. And of then the he up. lost to Undertaker. Then thirty-two, he didn't have a match. Thirty-three, he lost to Orton. Thirty-four, he didn't have a match. Thirty-five, he didn't have a match. Thirty-six, he won the Funhouse match against against who? Cena. And then thirty-seven, he lost to Orton. So would you say Daniel Bryan is not a correct answer? It's not even. It's not even remotely an option. Because <laughs> that is the answer. That is not. Right. So sorry, his first singles match defeat was his who? first singles who match. Who did he beat? Sorry, in his first. Like his first singles match win. Yeah, who did he defeat in his first singles match? He didn't defeat anyone in his first singles match. No, but like like his first win. Yeah. Okay. In a singles was, match. A Cena, but that was all okay. the way in 2020. It was one of the options. Uh, number four, Bray Wyatt won his first WWE championship at which pay-per-view event? Elimination Chamber 2017. Watch oh it, lived it. Oh, my God. They got it right. Nice. That's three out of four. Nice. Getting smarter. They've been working on it. Which legendary wrestler did Bray Wyatt defeat at WrestleMania 30? Didn't. Wait, oh, yeah? WrestleMania 30? No, he didn't. It, you're sure? He, that's the one he lost to Cena. <laughs> so Cena's an option, but Hulk Hogan's the answer. He Beat Hulk Hogan? Correct. At WrestleMania, at WrestleMania 30. 30. Look oh. it up. It's a fact. <laughs> That's so dumb. Number six. Bray Wyatt's signature match type is known as? That could apply to a bunch of, bunch of things. Like, you could do the, the Wyatt Swamp Fight, the Firefly Funhouse Match, Firefly Inferno Match, what are you House saying? of Horrors. Wyatt Compound Match. Wyatt Compound Match, I guess that applies too. So, sure. what are you saying? Wyatt Compound, I guess? No, they went Firefly. Firefly Funhouse, but all those were House of Horrors, Firefly Swamp Fight, and Wyatt Compound. And there's also Firefly Inferno. Right. Uh, who did Bray Wyatt defeat to capture his second WWE Championship? Uh, he only held it once, but sure. <laughs> did he really? Yeah, That's he held that once. He held the Universal twice. So you want to guess out of their wrong Rollins? options? They said Cena. No, well, that's who he beat for the. Well, uh, that's not even true. Well, okay, it is kind of true. He took his first WWE title was he did end Cena's reign, but. AJ Styles was the last one in the chamber match, so it depends if you want or they want to go there. But, like, it's not right because he only held that belt once. Which former member of the Shield have had a memorable feud with Bray Wyatt? Ambrose. Rome. Actually, all of them have. They're saying Roman feud. Reigns. Okay, that's fair. The other ones weren't memorable, I guess. I would say Ambrose and Rollins were more memorable because Rollins was, remember, the Fiend, the Hell in a Cell match, yes. and then Ambrose had the exploding that minor monstrosity. bit. So I would argue Roman's the least memorable one. Which pay-per-view event did Bray Wyatt win his first Money in the Bank briefcase? Has he never won it, right? That's going to be the answer? Yeah, what? <laughs> That's, no. And the answer is, Bray Wyatt has never won Money in the Bank, so they got they it They right. actually, they okay. Did. Trick okay. questioned you. Okay, good for them. Bray Wyatt's alter ego, The Fiend, made its in-ring debut against which WWE superstar? Finn Balor, SummerSlam 2019. They and that was in it. Toronto, baby. They're doing better than ever this week. Yeah. They got they that They love one. Bray Wyatt. Which pay-per-view event did Bray Wyatt win his first Firefly Funhouse match? There was only one. It was Mania 36. So they got that wrong. They were so close, chat GPT. They said Mania 35. He wasn't on the card. So close. Who did Bray Wyatt face in his first ever Inferno match? Firefly Inferno was that the, the it was Orton. Well, he's one of the options, but they went with Undertaker because you don't know anything. No, I thought they were gonna say Kane because Bray Wyatt's debut main roster match was a Ring of Fire match right. against Kane, which is basically the same thing. Uh, Bray Wyatt's real life brother Bo Dallas was a member of which faction alongside him? Not true. Guys, see the answer, and it's not right unless no, I remember. Cass. No, they're saying the Wyatt family. No, <laughs> Bo Dallas was not in that. He was the only not. faction Bo Dallas was ever in was, I guess you could count the Miz and Miz Taraj, or you could do the Outcast. And if he was Outcast Uncle Howdy. Outcast had a sweet theme, okay? 
Yeah, but that wasn't Wyatt family, though. True. Bray Wyatt defeated which WWE legend in a House of Horrors match? Orton. Correct. They got there that. There we go. Last question. They're doing well this week. Bray Wyatt famously feuded with Randy Orton after Orton joined and betrayed which group? Isn't that based on the previous question? Wyatt family. Correct. So they got like what? Maybe six out of I see they got the better of them. That's pretty good. That's not bad at all. All right. Well, we're going to switch back to wrestling that we watched this week, talking about what we liked and didn't like in a segment we call High Spots and Rest Holds. All right. So this will be all me because I don't think you got around to watch. The only thing I'm going to talk about is Asuka on SmackDown. Okay. So we'll get there. So I'll start it with NXT. Um, I didn't get a lot of high spots out of NXT this week. Uh-huh. There's usually like one or two good matches, but I didn't think this was a great week. But anyways, rest hold for me was the show opening with Baron Corbin. He heads down to the ring and takes just far too long to basically say that he built NXT before going on to being super successful on main roster. He didn't roster. do that much in NXT though. I know he was no. like, he, I do remember him in NXT, of course, but like he didn't really, he didn't win anything. He no. didn't like. And then he, he moved he up really fast. Like, he I feuded thought. with Aries, and, like, yeah, yeah, he won the Andre Battle Royal. Yeah. Um, the current NXT roster um, is at worry about their legacy and complain about not getting called up and stuff. And then Dragunov comes out, challenges Corbin while showing a nasty bruise from his match with Dijak on, like, I think it was his right side. Um, I think Corbin says something like, your whole body's going to be covered in bruises like that. Trick runs down yeah. to attack Corbin as Corbin poses to end the segment. Um, just too much Corbin here. They could have done this in far less time and fewer words. Mm-hmm. Um, and again, I'm not a fan. They have to be careful because I don't love when they bring down struggling main roster talent. I, I knew you were going to say that. Immediately, and I, I thought that kind of made sense too. And they're immediately better than your, like anybody there, right? It's just, yeah, that was the whole it's, Ziggler thing. It's basically like just because they're on main roster, they're head and shoulders better than right. everyone in NXT. Which doesn't really I make it seem like, like a third brand. Right. Because then clearly like they're above right. the NXT people. Um, so I, I don't know. He, I really hope when he faces Dragonov, just because Dragonov has the momentum right now, that he is beating Corbin when this happens. Because I, I don't, feel like he has to. I don't see what Corbin gets out of beating. And Dragunov. then I, I feel like Corbin's going to challenge Carmelo, which I feel like was kind of weird. Yeah, that I, I feel that's what we're getting as well. So that's why I worry if he faces Dragonov before that. Right. That's what I was Dragunov loses. Too, yeah. So I hope not. Uh, high spot. A pretty good tag match. I feel like the Dyad and the Creeds have pretty good chemistry together. The only problem in this match was that you have Ava involved and Ivy. Right, it was person. like a mixed, yeah. So the Dyad and Ava actually defeat Diamond Mine because Ava puts on her mask, which I guess is made of concrete or something, and headbutts Ivy with it while the ref's distracted. I guess it, like plastic would be harder than your face, I, I guess. guess like... But still, so the action between the Dyad and the, and the Creeds was quite good. Ava's really bad. Like, she's super green. Um, the finish to this, I thought, was really weak. Um... But Julius and Brutus seem to be finding more ways to just showcase their athleticism. Julius does it every week, but even Brutus got a chance this I week. I saw him to do the moonsault, which is pretty. Like, yeah, he nails it, smooth, man. Yeah. So uh, Dyad and Creed seem to work really well together. A segment that didn't work so well for me was Stax visiting Tony D in prison. So they do the talking uh, on phones, awesome already. phones yeah. through glass thing. Tony D says that. Um, I thought this was an odd line. He basically points out that he gets Peacock in prison so that he can watch NXT. I guess it's their way of saying this is how he knows what's going on when he knows what's going on. But it kind of felt like shoehorned in there, you know what I, I guess mean? So. Yeah, that, a little that's bit. <laughs> the prison's paying for Peacock. And uh, so these are just cheesy segments, right? I don't think either guy's doing a bad job in their role. It's just the role they're being asked to play is kind of is kind of weak, I mm-hmm. think. 
Um, oh man, I wish you'd watch this because I almost wanted to send it to you. It almost went bad and circled back around into good. And that's Von Wagner going to therapy. Did you oh, hear about no. any of this? I did not, but that sounds horrible. So he's talking to Robert Stone, um, and he gets flashbacks to the previous therapist he's been to, two other ones, I think it was. And obviously he loses his temper right away because they've just constructed this whole, like, he has anger management problems out of thin air, basically, in the right. last couple of weeks. Right. So they're in the current, I guess, the next therapist he's going to see in their waiting room. And somebody comes out of the doctor's office into the waiting room crying. And Vaughn says, like, I'm never going to go see this doctor, blah, 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 because he doesn't want to talk about his stuff. And then the doctor comes out and she's like this gorgeous woman. So suddenly Vaughn changes his mind and wow. like says he'll go in alone and sort of winks at, at Stone before going in. So just really, really bad, almost bad enough to be funny, but not quite right. So I feel like my time was wasted here and I don't. I don't know what they're hoping to get out of on, and they seem determined to find something, but I would suggest they've found nothing so far. Yeah, right? I, don't, so, I don't know if there's anything to be found. Other than him and Kyle O'Reilly vignettes that were so bad, they were definitely back <laughs> yeah. into good, but yeah. we haven't gotten there yet. <laughs> I, I mention it every time, but I love his failed heel turn. That was just the was funniest great. thing. Where, like he, I mean, sure, he beat O'Reilly in a cage match after, but my favorite thing was he tried to turn on him, and then he just got chumped. Yeah. That was just my favorite thing ever. Um, I didn't love Davenport. She squashed Danny Palmer in her return. So it's only three minutes, but I thought it looked kind of sloppy. I didn't think Palmer looked very good at all. And she's super new. So that's not anything that she can't improve on. But it was really hard to comment on Davenport. She seemed to be working with someone who's just not great at this point. Right. So I didn't think that was the strongest choice for a returning Davenport. But what are you going to do? Uh, another rest hold for me was Dana Brooke is back to take part in the Battle Royal. Like, okay. <laughs> And she looks completely <laughs> different from her first yeah, NXT run. Me. Body and face are both different. Um, and I just put, that's not nice. I put, it's rare for someone to wrestle so long and still be so bad. Because she's not good. Yeah. It's I, like Alicia. She and Alicia are the poster people. I for, saw like a video talking about how underage she is. And no, how like she's nope. improved so much. Wrong. And she deserves more disagree. now. Like, disagree. I strongly disagree. disagree. Yep. Like, I don't, I don't think so. Um, glad to say a high spot this week after a miss last week was the promo from Tiffany Stratton. Last week, I felt like they asked her to do too much in a lengthy live in-ring promo. This was back to her usual solid work. Um, she talks about everybody wanting a title shot because I think they were asking her who she was picking to win the Battle Royal. And she kind of puts over Kyra, or sorry, Lyra Valkyria here saying, um, I think that basically Valkyria, because she was so tough to defeat in a singles match, is her pick to win the Battle Royal. So she was a lot better here. Oh, um, boy, was she wrong. More Baron Corbin, I thought, was a rest hold. And that was just a lengthy, I thought, mediocre match with Trick Williams. Gave them 11 minutes. Um, I thought it was boring for stretches and pretty ordinary. Again, Corbin's ring gear was awful. The crowd did. <laughs> that was, that's so, like, I saw it, too. And, like, I, I, it's just, so it's questionable. Bad. Like, I don't, like, I don't know why you would do that. You just look like you don't care. Exactly, right? right? Just, like, it looks so apathetic. Um. The crowd did get into a This Is Awesome chant at one point, but I didn't agree with them at all. Um, Trick is selling his knee in this match, and Corbin's tacking it off and on. And then Corbin sort of tricks, having a little bit of a comeback near the end of this. Corbin cuts it off with a kick to his uh, the knee he's been hurt and, and hits the end of days, which is still a pretty cool-looking move for the win. And obviously, Corbin's going to beat Trick. I'm totally fine with that. But again, I hope... This isn't building momentum for him to beat Dragunov because that's not what I want. <laughs> Dragunov has serious momentum right now. And Corbin... Uh, Mello think... and Trick also showed up on SmackDown last night. Uh-oh. Did they? Yeah. I tell you, Trick might get there before Mello just because he's big and he can talk. Awesome. Um, rest hold. 
So I think this is the third time now, and they need to maybe revisit this. The hard-hitting home truths with Nathan Fraser. First of all, the name is dumb. It's such a mouthful. It's like, and I, don't, I don't know if the alliteration's meant to, like, make it flow off the tongue and, like... But, it, like, I don't... And the name of it is with the whole thing. The tone of it, I don't understand. It's neither serious nor comedic. It's living kind of in the middle for me, which means it's not working because I don't know what you're trying to do. Right. Right? Is he trying to be funny and amusing or is this a straight-up segment? Um, it is showing that Fraser has more personality than I thought he did, but, like, I don't get what they're doing. Not and, a good person. And this week, Dragon Lee is the guest host and he has five... Um, supposedly humorous names for dar's new group which i don't remember what it was but it was like a top five list like you do on a talk show so not great um the metaphor and then basically fraser eventually ends up challenging dar for the heritage cup next week which should be a sweet match again i will consider watching hoping dar needs to needs to keep that cup because it's just a great prop for his what he's doing right, right now mm -hmm. so i can't imagine he loses it yet no. high spot I think for me fraser probably challenged him in uk too i think so i think i would imagine so. He at least I remember he at least had one with them. Um, I was gonna say Axiom, but um, a kid. They had right. like a number one contender. I don't remember. I think he lost, but still. Uh, Ali Mustafa Ali debuts in ring, and it really wasn't anything other than it was nice to see him in the ring. And did you hear who he beat in three minutes? Gacy. Yeah. So I'm wondering if Gacy's like stock is dropping rapidly, and they're about to maybe do something different with him because not even a competitive match at all. Also, I hate Ali's boots. They're horrible. <laughs> But even though I like Ali, he needs to be built up a bit more too because he mm -hmm. can't be just thrown into a prominent role either right. based on what he was doing on main roster, right? I so, mean, yeah, even like throwing him against Gunther was weird. And having him rack up some wins is fine. And then, because then I'm willing, I want to believe that he's really good, right? So just Ollie, yeah, Ali's build him good a in bit. the ranks. Yeah, you just have to build him because I, I always liked him and I, it still sucks he never got that push he was supposed to get. I agree. And then later, I think a little bit later, Gacy's in a bit of a backstage segment saying he's going to take some time to reflect, which I wonder if, like, he leaves or something or is gone for a bit and they tweak G or change his character. But anyways, high spot, as always, high spot is Noam Dar. He introduces the rest of his team, which is Lash, Lash legend Jakara Jackson and Oro Mensa. And they're collectively... Jackson, what a crappy name. Collectively known as the Meta Four. So I think it's two separate words, Meta, the number four. I'll get used to it. I, I don't, don't like it, the name, but, but I also think it's really funny. It is. So, so I, I, li I like it and I don't like it at the same time. And he says he'll gladly defend the Heritage Cup against Fraser next week. I appreciate the humor of it. And I'm okay with this group. So too much Lash Legend is no good. But as part of a group in a minor role, you can filter she, it out, she could of. work, right? Um, Mensa needs someone to speak for him. And I'm not Dark. convinced of him as a heel yet, but we can give it a try and then miss jackson or what, what's her first Jakara. name i don't know much about her but i'm open to her being involved too and it's like for me it's people are like yeah but it's random it's random but i feel like that the story is or at least the story i'm inventing because i love noam dar head kind of thing that he's such a sleaze bag that he has to form alliances with whoever he can right and he's like, not likable the, the, like people don't want to work with as him as much as i didn't i hate lash legend but like the personality kind of I agree. fits to a degree, right? I agree. It's a big change for Mensa and Jakara. You can make up whatever. So the only real thing you have to change is Mensa. Maybe like right. he's been floundering, so you could probably work out something for him, right? Yeah. So I think like if they really try, they can easily like uh, work it in their favor. And I think it's like he can't get a listers to work with him because he's he's a jerk and a sleaze bag yeah. so this I'm is what he gets Shaw samuels though so i i kind of uh he sounded great as always yeah shaw fit with him well shaw was i heard he thing. was still around though 
somewhere. Like I heard no, his I name. Think he got released. I, he? he was um. It's because I did see him just now recently. Because Joe Hendry's got like a food talking show on. Oh, does he? Whatever it is, like an impact affiliate thing. And so he had a uh, the one time he had Gato on. You remember Gato yep. from like for, the, the yeah Joe Hendry when we when when we went, and then he had Simon Miller on from oh, Culture, right. and then he just had Shot on. So that's where I've seen Shaw like just recently. Nice Shaw Samuels. He yeah, yeah he worked with Dar. They the, were a good the little bookie. duo. Yeah, that that was a cool gimmick. Yeah. Uh, another rest hold, and I'm just not on board with this guy. It's Eddie Thorpe taking on Damon Kemp. I hate the buzz cut. Can I just say buzz cuts are horrible? <laughs> Pretty average match to further this feud, and so weird finish too, because Kemp got his foot on the ropes after Thorpe's what I think's a lame finish. He does like a leaping elbow finish. He does like. Look like he drives down with force, but still, it's an elbow drop no from a jumping jumping position. move should be a finish. And that I'm looking at you, people's elbow. So then the ref sees that when he when Kemp gets his foot on the ropes, but a little bit later, Thor pits a German suplex bridging in the corner, too close to the corner, where a good a normal ref would be like, obviously I should look for a rope break here because we're right in between all of the ropes. Horrible but ring he, awareness. But he doesn't see it, so Kemp loses after four minutes and is angry, and I guess the feud will continue. And it's obviously a four-minute match. I'm not going to get too upset, but there's nothing special here, right? Thorpe just continues to be kind of unimpressive, and it's been several weeks now. And you can see they kind of see it too almost because they're not putting them in stuff like they are with Dragon Lee and a couple other new people, right? right? So um, Rest Hold, believe it or not, is scripts. No. Um, he This bugged me on multiple levels. A, he rolls up Dabakato in three minutes. Uh, and B, Axiom couldn't beat Dabakato last week, right? So I'm not thrilled that Scripps is doing better. Um, and Booker T, at one point, I think near the beginning of this, tells Vic to call Scripps Reggie, since Vic is not Reggie's friend or family. And this, I thought, is contrary. I, th- I feel like they're trying to clear up the name issue and say, call him Scripps, and that Booker T is kind of not helping that narrative at all by doing that. Um, I will say that Dabakato hit a big boot and Scripps took it and like complete like cartwheeled in the air. It looked awesome. Um, and then basically Scripps wins because Axiom does show up for a distra- distraction. Um, but again, I don't like that Kato beats Axiom really easily and Axiom's awesome, mm-hmm. but then loses to Reggie. And On I, 2K, I seem to always have a good match with Axiom and Ollie. So now you could oh, that pair would them be, together. That, that would be a good match yeah. in real life. So I'm annoyed that Axiom's tangled up mm-hmm. in this and we'll see where it goes. Uh, and then the only other thing, I thought the main event battle royal was nothing spectacular at all. The only thing I actually remember, and it came from Lash Legend, because she slammed Thea Hale on the steps outside, to, and it looked really good, and that took Thea Hale out until the finish. Um, there were women I've never heard of in this. The only things I kind of noticed is Paxley and Davenport I saw now a clip are of finish. I literally didn't even know that Dana Brooke was in it. Right. Um, so Davenport and Paxley are a duo. Really? Why? And then you had Feroz and Leon seem to be entering an angle with Lash and Jackson because I think they were fighting to the back at one oh, point anyways. Leon's back? So, yeah. As I figured, right, um, Hale wins with the classic. She was never eliminated and we forgot about her, so she came back in near the end with a few people left to win. Really basic stuff. The winner I expected because they need a disposable baby face. That, that's a, not a nice way of putting it, but she is. Youngest um, number one contender in history. And she's the only one, right, who's been getting a bunch of time and actually having angles involving her. So I figured it would be her and she'll lose, but that's fine. Um, impact, one of the weaker in-ring impacts lately. Just quickly, high spot. I did like the opening match. It was Hotch and Bay again in a rematch. 
after Hotch surprisingly won the first match with lots of interference from Skyler and Myers. Uh, Bay gets his win back here. I think I preferred their first match, but this one was pretty good as well. And I really, I did like their match on, um, what was it, Against All Odds? Is that yes. what I just watched? The one, so, the one you just watched, yeah. Because Hotch and Skyler need to change their name, though. Because good hands, like, puts a ceiling on them, right? It basically means, like, you're good wrestlers who will never get any attention or, or belts. I guess, like, it, you could... Like, I don't love it. You could use that as a, it's like a play although, on that. Although but... the promo, I think it was Skyler said, and then the belts will be in good hands. Ha ha ha. That's good. But they're good in the ring, and they like look for all the shortcuts, and they cheat with Myers. Like they're a really good heel tag team, I think. Uh, anyways, um, surprising rest hold, not surprising, is a promo from the design. So they made the decision to let Alan Angel say a lot to start this promo. That's a bad idea. Then they decided to let Khan say a little bit after that, and that's a bad idea. Basically, Angel's never trusted Callahan. Diener's going to take everything from Sammy, and this is bland and pointless, and there's no teeth to these guys. All they do is talk, 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 but never actually accomplish anything. And Sammy Callahan's capable, and they can do stuff with him. He needs to get away from this, and I've been saying that for months. This needs to stop. Uh, high Spot, I really like this. I made you watch it. The Dirty Dango yeah, pre-recorded cool. segment. Um, I really like what he's doing here. He's basically saying, like, he made a ton of money being a dancing fool. In w he doesn't say WWE, but this is me paraphrasing. And he's invested that money wisely, and he's still living off it. And basically, he's only an impact because they're willing to pay him. And if um, I think a reference to like AEW and WWE, if any company wants to pay him to stay home, then he won't whine or complain. I think that's a reference to like probably Miro and Andrade and yeah, stuff I think like it's, that. I think right? it's half a reference to WWE because they do pay a lot of people to right. like that just sit at home. But then I think I think when he started the complaining, I think that was more of an AEW jab. I think so too. So it's like he'll stay home and cash checks and won't complain. He'll be the best employee ever. Um, he talks about the digital whatever belt being a toy belt and that he's going to take it off Hendry, sell it on eBay and go on vacation. Um, I really like this new character. It's just like, it's like, I've made my money. I'm here if you're willing to pay me and I don't care about anything. Right. So I think that's kind of a cool avenue to go down and we'll see where it goes. And then I also, we, we watched this as well. A high spot was sort of Hendry's reply, right? That, so that was good. He's in the I ring. I really like that. Uh, Hendry had just defeated Sheldon Jean in a decent match. Um, but then uh, Fandango, sorry, Dirty Dango comes out. Hendry basically interrupts him and shows him a video he made mocking Dirty Dango. And it's basically, um, it was funny, I thought, from beating, thought really from beating Jericho to becoming a fake cop with Tyler Breeze to striking out with women on Total Divas, right, um, was the gist of it. It and what it was really funny. What was it's, the line they ended with? Man. Something about a reject, total divas reject, or something. It was like being Jericho one two three something, but Tyler Breeze. And it was like he got rejected by Summer Ray and Eva, um, trying to get laid on Total Divas. Right. Um. So it was. It's on Instagram. If anyone like wants to see it, I it thought, is. I thought it was really funny. It was funny. It's the most interesting thing Henry's done in quite a while, and also like when they pull away and show it playing on the Tron in the arena, and Henry's in the ring, kind of just dancing to it. I also <laughs> made me laugh. So. It's the most interesting thing that either of these guys have done in quite a while. So I really like this. I also really liked, and especially now knowing uh, what happened in the match, you saw this too, the Alex Shelley segment. I thought it was really good, right? Yeah. Uh, so ahead of his title match at Against All Odds, which, spoiler alert, he ended up winning, right? That was surprising, surprising to me. To me. Um, 
but he was basically talking about all the people he's helped elevate all around the world, right? Including Seth Rollins, Gargano, the Young Bucks, etc. I and, love those guys. And now it's basically he's saying his turn to el- turn to elevate himself, and that Macklin is a violent, brutal champion, but that Shelley's a better wrestler, and he's going to beat Macklin and become the champion. And my notes in the moment were really good segment. I doubt Shelley wins, but this segment will make it easier to root for him. Because I thought it was really well done. It's like, I've been all around the world, never held this belt, but I've helped everybody else get better. So now it's time for me. And he's a TNA guy. Right? So, so um, yeah, I thought that was really cool. I also thought there was a solid Macklin promo a little bit later, kind of responding to Shelley. Talks about how he knows that everyone's coming after him, even those on his side, right? Because Bully Ray is giving him till after slam anniversary because I, I don't know what they're it's always bully ray has to orbit the main event i think i thought he was just solid on the mic here um high spot you just had they showed us earlier that masha slamovich is just attacking people on bti and then she sort of announces that her match with killer kelly will be the dog collar match that i watched this morning and i like masha's just super cool and i really like it when they allow the women to be just as violent and sadistic right that it's basically like treat them just like the men um, and Masha's really believable in that role. And I think she and Killer Kelly should have or had a cool match. Um, not my favorite stipulation, but I did like the match because they're both been built as they just want to hurt the other one, right? So basic offense with chains and stuff is kind of makes sense. Mm-hmm. Um, rest hold, they had Trey Miguel cut a live promo. Um, after his match, he beat Gujar in about five minutes. He talks about being the greatest X Division champion ever, and he doesn't respect sabin and will defeat him at, against all odds uh, i don't think he sounded good here and i don't really think he should cut a lot of live promos again i think it's similar to ruby soho and tony storm there's something about his delivery that's awkward and wait oh i thought ha- it was the, i thought it was the green spray paint and it hasn't improved right like he still sounds not super great to me i don't believe him when he's speaking but anyways he won't be the champion much longer right um the main event I thought last thing I had was solid. It was decent action between Moose and Swan and Gresham and Aldis. So I think that's one of the teams in the 8-4-1. Probably. So that's kind of lazy booking for me, right? Like, oh, we'll put two guys that are in a pay-per-view in a different combination and have them face each other. So it's not really any interesting story or stakes, but um, I guess beloved momentum is all they're wrestling for. Um, tough to care about matches like that, but it wasn't bad, right? You saw you had... A blind tag by Moose stops Swan from hitting his Phoenix Splash, leads to Moose hitting a power bomb to Gresham for the win in about 13 minutes. Other members of the 841 end up coming out. Brawl ensues. PCO hits a really weak diving somersault to a crowd on the floor to end the show. So decent match in terms of in-ring. Just didn't really care. It's just like random dudes thrown together ahead of their a different mm-hmm. match the Classic. next day sort of thing. Um so yeah, I, did you have, you were saying you had something from SmackDown. Oh uh, yeah, the only thing I had to say was um, Asuka got presented with a new women's championship. Go ahead. And, and you loved it. it's so dumb. It's exactly what I expected it to be, which doesn't make it any better. So here, right. here's that. It's Yeah, it doesn't look like anything new. It's even. literally a white strap version of Roman's belt. So it's got the gold backing on the front plate. And so I hate the design because it's silly. It, this has to be like, we if you want to total the amount of belts that they've done with the big W logo. Like, so there's, the WWE title, right? The one, like, the the network logo one. Right. There's the red universal. Yep. The blue universal. Yep. The eco-friendly. Uh, awesome. If you Underused. That. that one's still great, but yep. it's based off the same design, so we're lumping it in here. The Raw women's belt, the SmackDown women's belt, and then the undisputed title that Roman has, and now Asuka. So that's eight belts with the same design, just color-swapped. Yep. And that's outrageous. So that's one of the outrageous. reasons I hate this belt, because, like... 
it just I don't think the gold backing looks amazing. I think it looks I think it looks kind of weird. I think um I'm just trying to like compare for myself like the black strap versus the gold strap. I don't think like I don't think one looks better than the other because and they have the black gems on the WWE logo, which I think people are agreeing that looks horrible because mm-hmm. like it just doesn't like blend well. I think it looks better when you have the like the white gems to like kind of complement the W. For right? sure. So I just don't think that works. And then I just don't think the gold's like a um, an amazing color. It just kind of I don't know. It just doesn't work for me. Like gold is a nice color on the belt, obviously, and it, it always looks good. Like usually makes sense m- on a belt. Obviously, like most belts are usually like mostly they're gold, like the world heavyweight. But like just something about the gold on the these new belts just doesn't work for me. And the biggest issue I have with this is that they're calling it the WWE Women's Championship, which is that's perfectly fine. That's like I think it makes more sense to not I do the biggest like the nicest thing i can say about the spell is that it gets away from the the brand right. name right yep but the stupid part is is i will show you I, i'm pretty sure i mentioned it already but like look on the front it says women's undisputed champion it does that's blatantly wrong because <laughs> dispute it because the issue i have with roman's belt is he's not undisputed anymore because rollins has a new belt but at least he was undisputed because he won the unification he's the only one he was undisputed for like a year yep but then now Asuka's belt, like, she never won any unification match. She never unified any titles. She's never been undisputed for even a second. Because Ripley's been champion for longer than she <laughs> Ripley's been champion for longer than Asuka has. Yes. Like, so it's so dumb. Like the, She would the, dispute it. Exactly. Having undisputed on the championship is wildly unnecessary. It makes absolutely no sense. Right. And then... So per the rumors, this was rumored and it was true. So then per the rumors, Ripley's going to get a white strap version of Rollins belt, which I hate because I love that belt, but I I like Rollins belt a lot, actually. And I think it's one of the best like new ones they've done. But I think I want that to be its own belt because yeah. I really like it. So I, I don't, it's like the NXT UK title is really nice, but I didn't think they needed to do a white strap version of that, although that looks great. But yeah, like, the cool North belt. American title is great, but you don't need a white, a women's version of that. Like, you nope. know what I mean? So I'm really annoyed that they're going to do that. And then, like, I hate the only reason I like the brand names in the women's championships is because, like, it's a logical distinction from those. Because the, the, the rumors is that Asuka has the WWE Women's Championship, mm-hmm. which sounds fine. There's only one title. But then Ripley has the World Women's Championship. Mm-hmm. So are you saying that Asuka's isn't a world championship? Just local, you know what I mean? Regional. Like, it just, it, you know what I mean? It sounds yeah. weird. Like, at least even when they had the Women's Championship and the Divas Championship, at least they're kind of, like, it just doesn't work for me. So, like, the whole thing is a mess. Honestly, just wish they had, like, a uni- unification match and this was the Undisputed Women's Championship because that would work a whole lot better for me because, mm-hmm. like, I, the Women's Division A, I think, can only really, I can't, I don't think it can really sustain two titles at this point. Probably not. Um, and just, like, at least with credible challengers and, um... I don't want like more copy and paste belts. Like yeah. I just, it's so annoying. And what now we're gonna have like we're gonna redo the undisputed tag titles and have like a gold strap or gold plate or something like that. It'll look just like the other like, ones. It, they're gonna do these belts, Back but it'll say ta- it'll say it'll be like the WWE title, but it'll say tag team champion exactly. along the little little bit at the bottom. Like I I can't with this sometimes. It's just like not a lot of variety. It's it's honestly it didn't annoy me as it like it didn't annoy me as. As much as it does now, I didn't used to. But now, just like looking at all the belts that they have that are the same, and just like the stupid, like the undisputed crap, like I, it just it doesn't make sense, and it it's annoying. And so yeah, and 
also, I guess, a rest hold on the same segment. And Charlotte's back. Right. And she's going to challenge that. for the title again. Oh, you're going to give her a, a di- another different belt. Of course. Woo! She's held, like, <laughs> pretty much every belt. She's held the first NXT Women's title. She's held the uh, old NXT Women's title that before the 2.0. She's held the Women's Tag House, Raw SmackDown belt, Diva's title. Like, now you're going to give her the gold one. They like, will. You're going to give her Ripley's belt again? Like... All the belts. Like... I don't know. It's dumb. I don't. I hate these new belts. Um, I I love Rollins' belt, which is why that's the one I want to get. But I I don't like Roman's belt, and I don't like Oscar's belt, and I think it's all dumb. Well, that is quite a belt rant. Yeah, it's. I hate it. It's so dumb, and the, this is dumb. Just the the undisputed thing really irks me because she's she's not. No, she's not. Definitely like, not. No. She, she didn't even get a unification match. It's just it's, unless they plan on unifying them and keeping that one. Right, but then. But then. <laughs> I don't know. Then, then I wait w- to reveal it. <laughs> exactly. Right? Like until it is undisputed. At this point, the only truthful undisputed championship is Owens and Zayn. That's right. the only real undisputed ones. Yep. That's literally it. And then watch them, watch them reveal new tag titles. Mm-hmm. I swear to God, they're gonna do it just to spite me. We're gonna have a new set of tag team titles, and I'm Could just gonna be. like, I'm just gonna die. I just like, I, I, I can't with this. It's so. It, this feels like such a Vince thing to do. I. I, I I don't understand. I don't, brand. It's I don't, all I, on brand. The same belt over I, and over I again. I don't get it. It doesn't make sense to me. It does not. I, I hate it. Um, I think we'll end on your belt rant yeah. there. Seems like a logical place to wrap things up. Yeah. So, um, I believe so. Thanks for joining us. Anytime you spend listening to us talk about wrestling is really, really honestly appreciated. You can contact us, fnswrestling at gmail.com. Leave a comment on YouTube if you're one of the few listening there. Instagram, FNS underscore wrestling underscore podcast. That'll go to Jack. I promise you a reply pretty much on whatever. I promise you a reply. Medium you like to contact us. Uh, We'd love to hear from you. So thanks so much for joining us. We will definitely be back here next Saturday for episode 152. And until then, everybody, take care.